All right, welcome back. Uh, on this week, we have Tyler and Andrew from Axe Philly. If you're not familiar with their work already, they're two uh, fine gentlemen in the Philadelphia, central Philadelphia, that's mainly in the city, um, flipping houses, redeveloping, reinvesting. Um, they've had a storied past. It's de- it was definitely an interesting podcast, definitely the longest podcast we did, so... Uh, if you can't stick it all the way out through, make sure you hit pause, come back to it. We go all over the place, but when we get into their story into the beginning, um, it's truly inspirational. If you are having a hard time figuring out what's in your way, it's probably you. Um, and these gentlemen are a fine example of um, just just getting in and doing the hard work and um, seeing where it leads to. So. Thank you, Tyler and Andrew, and I hope you enjoy the show. Redo it. We'll do the recording intro after. Right. Sweet. Um, should I do your intro music? Do you want your... Do Dude, you want, I don't know, man. Do you want it? Wait, let's do, do it. it. Let's do the intro music. Oh, there you go, John. Gotta get him up. Nice. Gotta get him set up. Oh. I like that. I almost wanted to go and be like, Andrew and Andrew. Mm. <laughs> freestyle yes yeah, so we have two andrews tyler and john hey everybody yep. yeah, I, I, think I, I think i got the bad headset you think you have the bad go. headset yeah i just it's crackly we'll just mess cord, with yeah just mess with, Fuck with the so cord. your cords like attached in down there to like a longer cord and you might just need to like adjust that a little bit sometimes mm. it just like because mine was doing it last week and i just oh. but whatever all right we'll make it work all right you're live huh we are live officially. Oh, <laughs> Be careful what you say. <laughs> so Tyler and Andrew, um, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys flip houses in the city of Philadelphia, or not necessarily flip, redevelop, or develop. What would you guys say? Yeah, yeah, we flip houses. I mean, we recently we were selling everything up until about a year ago, and then we recently right. started, um, you know, with a rental portfolio. Okay. Yeah, and then right now, like as of um, a month ago, we just started working on our first multifamily. So we're getting like new, into that like space. new construction or whatever. Uh, actually, these are all redevelopment except one of them. Nice. We have uh, two triplexes or yeah, two triplex or no, one triplex, two quads, and a duplex. And the one of the quads is a uh, new construction, but that'll be our first new build. Commercial mixed use, yeah. our future office hopefully slash podcast <laughs> studio. <laughs> when do you guys expect to have that done? Or started. I mean, we, we have to get a variance, so I don't know, twenty thirty. <laughs> variance, variances are getting harder to get in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like a year ago, they were fine, and two years ago, it was really easy. And now they're just giving more weight to the council people. Well, so apparently, um, according to our attorney that we're using, it should be pretty easy to do what we want to do. We're just getting a variance to get full co- full lot coverage. So right? dimensional so, variance. Yeah, exactly. And there's already a couple on the block that have it. So. Um, she said, you know, we're using um, the Pritzkers, Rachel and Adam Pritzker, if you know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it should be pretty easy, you know, open and shut case. It's just the fact of, you know, with COVID and everything that they got so behind. And there's there's such a line now waiting to get started that yeah. we're anticipating like a year. You can pull this closer to you. If, like, it's not comfortable to lean towards it, just like you can just like pull it all different gotcha. directions. and Yeah, this thing, this can move. Yeah, it moves. The the Zoom calls with the zoning board are very interesting. Oh, yeah. How is that? It, yeah. It's okay. Half the time, 
they can't figure out who's talking, and they got <laughs> someone muted that's supposed to talk. So the guy, right. like the picture's up, but the guy's not talking. And then you also get the keyboard warrior person that sits behind their computer and <laughs> feels real confident. So then they come out and like they're real strong. Whereas if you were in a room of three hundred people, right, they're probably not going to be as confident and strong. So it's definitely a new dynamic. It's like they're, they're sitting there in the room and they're talking tough and then they're like, oh, oh my God. And like then the screen just goes out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, what happened to Betty? <laughs> well, we I, heard there's some uh, pros to it too, though. Because yeah, they can like kind of like just mute those people. Yeah. You yeah. Know, if they're just talking out of turn or if they're just getting. And, just but they only give you an hour. And if you if you go past like your time allocation, then you got to reschedule the later mm-hmm. that month. So there is, there's definitely pros and cons to it. It's, it's all different. Yeah. But. They picked a good time to shift. The Eclipse system too, huh? Are you guys yeah. doing a lot in the city? Uh, yeah, we do. We do a fair amount. I mean, we we do some development secretly, quietly. Um, we probably like four to ten units coming up in the next like a uh, couple years for new construction. But nice. Are those like multifamily like <coughs> condo units Just or singles? For sale singles. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. But Sweet. we we try to s- slide under the radar as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, Podcast is probably good for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the podcast kind of like started out as a we kn- we knew a decent amount of people mm-hmm. just locally and like we w- were having cool conversations and I'm like yeah, it'd be cool to have a podcast. We kicked it around for a while um, and then we just did it when we got the office. We just got the equipment and just started yeah. inviting people in um, and then we kind of thought you know why not kind of focus on trying to have people that do business or business owners and kind of. Tr- promote that um do you guys ever go outside of real estate for this oh uh, yeah oh well, yeah yeah, yeah a lot. oh for nice. sure yeah definitely more mostly outside of it definitely estate, morphed yeah. into more of a yeah it became like we had a couple friends on <laughs> um we had a couple people that were like like pretty crazy guests on we had like professional golfer oh sweet he's also yeah, i'm coming like in here cold yeah, he's just. I just told me a couple days ago. Hey, we're gonna go do this podcast. Yeah, it's right, just it's I'm gone. In. Like, there's been really, really good episodes. There's been not so good episodes. There's mm-hmm. been episodes where like could probably get us in some trouble. <laughs> um, but it's been a great time. Like, we've definitely had a great time doing it. Yeah. The coolest thing about it is you sit down and it's like almost a reason to invite a complete stranger just to have a fucking conversation. Right. So at the end yeah. of this, not only is the goal for like me to know you guys completely cold. Because, like, mm-hmm. we invited these guys. Like, we don't really know these yeah, guys. Yeah, never spoken. Right. We're like, oh, yeah, they, they look like they do some cool stuff. Like, maybe this could be a good show. And that's all it is. Love it. So, we try and, like, there's that. And then the ultimate, like, long-term goal is if somebody listens to this show or, like, wants to know who Jonathan and I are mm-hmm. in business or whatever, if you listen to 20 of these in, the, in a row, it's going to be pretty hard for me to, like, lie about yeah, who right. I am? Unless I'm, <laughs> yeah, unless I'm a complete psychopath, right. Right. but like uh, or sociopath, I don't know which one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's it definitely builds your brand as you go through all of these episodes. Oh, for Long sure. Conversation, like, and then as it builds, then you guys come on, and then like people are listening to like learn about us, and then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, those guys sound cool, and then like that's kind of compounded and things that happen. Yeah, way. snowball. Yeah, so there's different different stuff that happened as of side effect that we really didn't we didn't plan for <laughs> watching tyler fuck around with this microphone and <laughs> it just got there's like a little there's a little knob on the bottom there it's a, if, there's like these little twister things that you start can, a podcast you can, they said. yeah, yeah. 
They're, do you know what they're coming on here? They're coming out to work out all the bugs on their fucking podcast. Yeah. They're going to really get a little tripod. <laughs> we want to infiltrate so we can steal your Looking setup. So you guys, you guys started, what, a couple years ago? Uh, yeah, how how this happened? No, no, the real estate. That is a good story. Real estate. Yeah. Yeah, no, so we actually kind of got started by accident. Um, we got I guess smoked just, on a deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, just a really quick overview of, of how we got in the business. Um Tyler and I met at uh, Penn State in freshman dorms, and we just kind of knew each other just from, like, you know, partying, and we were just friends, and then after our freshman year, we wanted to start a business, so we ended up getting involved in, like, a network marketing business, like, if you guys are familiar with, like, like an affiliate, or yeah, 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 that's when it ties head, a yeah, pyramid affiliate. scheme, like, yeah, yeah, right, um, which, which know, one was it, uh, Vima, have you okay. ever heard of that, no, six-figure yeah. mentors, yeah, <laughs> that, that was <laughs> actually, we actually, Yeah, we actually yeah. had some stuff branded around that. <laughs> awesome. There's, there's some stories, for, but but yeah, we we ended up just like going full time with it, taking it super serious. And the next semester, we both dropped out of college and um, just went full time with it for about three, three and a half years. And um, we just uh, we ended up moving down to Miami and kind of let the business go by the wayside and ended up investing some of our own money and just to various investments. And one of them was real estate, but um, we just didn't pick the right person to invest with. Oh, geez. So I guess to make a very long story short, the first person we invested with, he ended up just getting in a rough time and he wasn't using all of the money for the real estate deal. We, we had to, uh, you know, foreclose on the property, kick him out. And um, we were just left with his property and, neither of us had any clue at all about anything to do with real estate. So we had all of our money tied up in this property with no idea of how to get it out. So at that time, uh, neither of us were doing the network marketing business anymore. And I was sort of just taking a break, like reading books full time, figuring out what my next thing Fuck, was. You guys must have made a lot of money in the network marketing business. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did. We were, we were going full time for three years. What did you go to college for each of you guys? Uh, we, <laughs> we went for engineering. So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if, Three semesters qualifies though. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I, I actually I have three. He has two. So like, whenever <laughs> no, we're no, in no. an argument, no, summer session. Yeah, it's dark. He's two, he's two and a half. So we're in an argument. Then that's how I win the arguments. I'm like, dude, I'm the more educated one. Like, let's, let's defer to my judgment. I'm, this is yeah. I'm so fucking glad we had this. This is already awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you you did the network marketing business and you have this property that you're foreclosing on well, or? let's let's get into the network marketing business cuz all those are fucking schemes you can learn a whole bunch mm -hmm. of shit from that what okay, kind of what kind of like how many years or how long was like the time that you guys were like like hard selling people in that business like since the first day we started we started hard selling so it was three <laughs> so and a half years three and a half years yeah. and like Either per year or like over that period of time, like what kind of revenue are we talking? Like goes through that. I like mean, I can tell you from like my organization down uh, generated like twenty five million worth of product sales, um, and we I mean we had like fifty thousand people come through our group. So we were in all fifty states, like twenty twenty five different countries. So it was, I mean, it was a full operation. Like, it was and a this business. is just you guys, like looking the like part, looking kids, good, just like and just <laughs> calling people up incessantly and just asking for it. Like, just being, like, I mean, honestly, it wasn't even, like, we were calling people incessantly. If you said no, then I was like, all right, that's fine. Call me in a month. 
you know, or call me whenever you, if you change your mind. And, and what was the product that you're selling if people like aren't familiar with? It was like health stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. a health and nutrition product that mm. was um, sort of just merged into a bunch of different drinks, like energy drinks and iced tea and coffee and things like that. So it was like a multivitamin within. I actually really miss the product. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was going to tell Despite you, they're having like a Labor Day sale. Like I 100% want to order a two pack. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the Relapse. Visit. It sounds yeah. like you guys from some yeah. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, there might have been something we, in there. We used to sell, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there literally might you be got, drugs you in it. You gotta tighten it at the bottom. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm just gonna let it ride because I kind of like just slowly. I, go I might, I might like the, chair the low maneuver like that. Yeah, like I kind of, I don't know. It, it's probably just this is just. Tell me about engineering, right? And so, <laughs> well, this was just a so way. So you guys are making a couple hundred thousand a year doing that, or more? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, big. So, so we at, thought at like nineteen. With not, <laughs> I'm here. I'll, I'll do yeah, that's what's awesome. going on. When, yeah. when we, when but we you were, were smart Miami, enough to know you had to do something with it. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, most of the or every investment that we made was shit. I mean, so Bill Gates has this quote that describes it perfectly. He's like, uh, "Success is a lousy teacher because it seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose." And that was a hundred percent just defines our investments at that point. I mean, like I said, we started a hedge fund. The air quotes. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so you guys, you guys took this money. You you probably had some fun, but you also went and invested with this guy down in Miami. Well, so in Miami was we were just like we were twenty years old, making a bunch of money, and we were just kind of like, all right, where do we want to live? And we just got this crazy house on the water in Miami. And our business kind of went to shit, the network marketing business, because we stopped working on it. And um, we just made various investments. And one of them was actually a house in Philly, 611 okay. Mifflin Street. Yeah. What was that one? 611 Mifflin. So it was a rehab, needed a full rehab. It was probably worth 230 when we bought it. And we paid like 150 just to put in perspective for yeah. how little yeah. we actually knew. <laughs> you know, so we paid like double what it was worth. Um, but, um, but coming back home... Um, when I was sort of taking this break um, and Ty was working on a different business, um, you know, I just, we had to figure out how to get our money. So we ended up meeting some guys in Philly who they're all developers, been doing it for, you know, 20 years or so. And they had just started a wholesale operation. So we actually got our start through wholesaling. I kind of just offered services to them. I was like, I don't know if you guys are hiring, but I'll work for free. Just pay me commission if we bring a deal in. And in the meantime, teach us how to get our money out of this flip. And that was the start of our real estate career. Like three months after I started working with them, Ty joined up with us too. Yeah, that, that deal was crazy. About <laughs> everything that could have gone wrong did. Yeah. Yeah. We took a back. Yeah, I think we it had five does. contractors, so just yeah. put it in perspective. <laughs> there, there was, yeah, there was a time where, I mean, the backyard, by the time we were done the interior renovation, it, we had just forgot about it, and it was just growing. And it, was <laughs> just, it was one of those Philly backyards. It's just like a jungle. And it, we were, like, so underwater you just, on you the deal. We were back there ourselves, <laughs> like, trimming bushes. And, you know, it was one of those deals. Yeah, we but, had some sweat equity in that one. Yeah. You have to though. But yeah, I in think on every deal, you like even we put a lot of sweat into everything we do. It yeah. just kind of what ends up happening as when you're in charge. Yeah, you guys yeah. GC your own jobs. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. We just got our GC license, kind of by necessity, because we had to uh, take over some projects. It, it's um, it's one of those things that when you have it, it's good because if you need to do something, you can do it quickly. Exactly. And then, as you know, we do a lot of stuff with our hands because it has to get done. It's like, look, I could wait for this person to come like tomorrow, but if I get it done today, then right. tomorrow we can do something else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but look, just having control of the permits, that definitely helps. 
So, yeah, we had a guy who uh, he was kind of like holding the permits over. Our, he was, had us on you know five open permits or something. He was sort of holding that over our head, and we just were kind of like handcuffed a little bit in working with him. Um, and then, I mean, the, it ended up sparking us getting our own GC license. So it was yeah, there's a lot of scumbags out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we've had our fair share of GC yeah. trouble. So yeah, our real estate career is honestly just the story of like consistently failing forward. You know, just like failing and then, you know, learning from it and you know, adapting. Basically, not quitting. But yeah, when you have the pipeline, the when you get the pipeline of the wholesale lots and the, and yeah. the renovations, you get that pipeline going. You can keep falling forward. For sure. That's been our competitive edge from the beginning. Um, you know, they say that, like, the money's in the buy, right? So we just always, yeah, we've always been focused on just trying to buy right. And then we can make some of these mistakes and still, you know, a lot of the couple of the rentals we had lined up last year, like, they didn't go as planned. But now we can just flip out of them because we bought them well. Construction mm-hmm. went over. But we can still flip out of them, get our investors paid. They're stoked. And then just on to the next one. And you guys are saying you're starting to keep more and more stuff as rental properties now instead of just doing like sales yeah uh i mean honestly we want to keep everything like if we can it's just you know a a matter of selling enough so we can eat (laughs) in the meantime figuring out how to do that and make money at the same time yeah do you guys both live in the city we do yeah Yeah, we actually share an apartment as well Mm. so we share an apartment in the car sometimes it gets same bed but (laughs) different bed bed. two bath all right yeah (laughs) The business expense, you know. <laughs> Although yeah. Ty's moving in with his girlfriend after this lease, so he's breaking oh our boy. eight year eight year run of roommates. Yeah, oh, you can talk yeah. to him about that. Yeah. Uh, he's eight uh, year run. The yeah. start, he's, start he's, of the he's, end. He's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you moving in with them? I, I, I asked. I said. I literally. I was like, "Yo, I'll, I'll move in with you guys, but I want the master. I have more clothes than you two combined." So <laughs> not true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just get a, a mansion. Yeah. City mansion. <laughs> no, no. God gave one gift to real estate developers that maybe liberals will take away, but it's the equity refinance out mm-hmm. tax free, right? Mm-hmm. You can get your equity out. Right. How could anyone take that away? Though? If, if, it's if not they take, income. they're talking about taking it away. If they take that away, that's gonna. I mean, well, talking about it on the podcast is going to bring attention to it. He's <laughs> definitely going to get it taken away. Yeah, well, on, well unless we just rally the troops. That's what I'm know, saying. We, yeah, I think there's enough money behind that, and there's enough. For sure. I mean, that's like a ridiculous contention, though, is because it's not it's not actual income. You're paying it back over 30 years. It's a loan. Sure. If you loan me money or if I loan you money, <coughs> you know. No, I mean, but it, but it's a, it's one of those things where if you buy it right, like you're talking about, you do – Decent construction through it. Yeah. You have a completed asset and the market changes mm-hmm. for the better. You can usually get most of your stuff out, if not more. Right. And then it just cash flows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. Keep rolling that to the next. So those are the deals that we're looking for. Like for our rentals, ideally we're trying to get all of our money out and pull a little bit extra if we can. And you know, like you said, six thousand dollars pulling out is ten thousand dollars in a flip. Yeah. Right. Because there's it's not taxed. Um, so we want to be able to pull all of our money out and have a cash flow of just at least $300 a month, just a kind of a hedge against the market dropping. Um, and, uh, just in an area that we think is going to appreciate. Do you guys have any problem with people not paying rent because of the COVID? Thank God. Knock on wood. No, not yet. <clears throat> we only have a couple of rentals stabilized right now. Like we just kind of started that side of our business, but yeah, it's, it's been good so far. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so we reached out right when COVID started and we were just kind of like, yeah, if you guys have an issue, let us know. Like, we'll work with you. Um, and I just, I feel like that helps a lot 
you know, were real people to them. And, um, you know, luckily they, you know, they were late a couple months, but they just gave us heads up say, Hey, we're going to be you know, two weeks late. And it hasn't been an issue. Yeah. We hired a, a property manager. Our good buddies run a company. And that was just a piece of real estate that we weren't ready to like dive into. Cause that's a whole separate business. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of think of it as like different pillars. Um, but we still make it a point to like reach out and try to make a personal relationship with the tenant or like if there's an issue, maintenance, paying rent, go through these guys. That's what we pay them for. That's what they're there for. They do a great job, but yeah, we always want to make ourselves available. And you know, if there's like a serious issue or an emergency or like the COVID thing came up, you know, we want them to have access to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it more personable, I guess. You won't say that when you have like a thousand units. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Fuck no. yeah, don't talk to me. Don't call me. Lose my number. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You'll be changing oh, your cell phone quick. For yeah. sure. Do you guys do rentals as well or you're all uh, I used to a lot. Yeah. What's the thought process there? What changed? Uh, I left a family company and started my own. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Are you yeah. guys planning to shift ever into more rentals? or? Yeah, but you need money for that. Definitely. Yeah, for yeah sure. we need to stop spending money on building houses and podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like in this rapid just growth experiment stage of our company. Yeah. You know, when do we start? August 2017. 2017, yeah. So it's been, I guess, three years. Yeah. Um, and oh, we've yeah. just we've done so many different things. I'm uh, just kind of thinking about it just now, just jammed in. Like we don't even really know exactly what direction we want to take this. We're just you'll, trying to like. You'll find your niche. Yeah, exactly. At some point. That's right now. Right? It's, it's a lot of just testing to figure out like what niche we want to even be in, right? Because we still don't really know. So even something as simple as like setting goals, something that I like to do. Um, but it's difficult when our, you know, the end zone changes every, you know, few months because we decide, oh, let's actually, we're going to do multifamilies now. Yeah. You know? So what made you drop out of, co- like, did you drop out of college to do the sales thing or what, like, what happened there? <clears throat> I actually, I mean, and you can say for you, but I would say personally for me, I did the sales thing because I wanted to drop out of college. Like the, the thought of like leaving, like I didn't. I did not want so to be you an engineer. Figure, you figured out, like, if I could generate enough money and show that, like, I'm being successful over here, I could justify just leaving to myself or well, to other people. Uh, so so I, I actually, I still remember the day, first of all, that made me want to drop out of college. When I was in, like, one of those engineering, like, intro to engineering classes, and we had, um, it was like, a like career day type deal, and we had an engineer come in, and this guy just seemed like the most miserable person on the planet. And I was just <laughs> like... I just kind of got real with myself. I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter how much money I'm going to make. Like, if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing on a daily <laughs> basis, it's just not worth it. So that's when I was like, all right, I need to get out of this. And shortly after that, one of my friends from California hit me up and said, hey, there's this business. It's going crazy in California, but hasn't made it to the East Coast yet. So you can kind of start it on the East Coast. And that's really where we were able to get our footing with the business. Um but wait, what was your question? I lost. No, no, I was just asking how, like, you actually answered it. Oh. I was just asking, like, what Perfect. the transition was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what year is it? Cool. <laughs> motherfucking it Joe Biden over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, I wish a motherfucker would, dude. Don't leave yourself open to me like that. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just basically asking and, like, trying to understand, like, wh- at, like what point did you just, like, like, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah. And then, or like, did you have the yeah. opportunity? So that's why you left. Or like, I was right. trying to see right, like right, right. why, like why you made the decision to right. do no. something like that. Cause like, that's a very, when, when I see, even those are like bu- those bullshit businesses, you can say whatever you want about them. 
mm-hmm. but like you still have to wake up every day and get after it for yourself. Like nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody's bossing you around. So right. it intrigues me that you guys were both able to be like successful at that and then kind of like transition again and again, again in different for random sure. businesses and keep, <laughs> keep self-starting and like maintain a friendship, which is kind of weird. For sure. No, yeah, of I mean, like respectfully. Yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. Well, I, I can say our friendship, like, I, I would say our, our business partnership meshes well because we both have very different um, personalities and strengths and weaknesses. And, like, it turns out just the things that I end up being pretty shitty at, I'm, like, very not detail-oriented. If I was running the business alone, it would have fallen apart by now for sure. Turns out those are Ty's strengths. You know, but then his weaknesses of, you know, he would probably not be as far, right? It's true. <laughs> but it's like, like I like to say, like I'm, I'm kind of worried about the speed, and he just makes sure the vehicle doesn't fall apart. So it's just like a very cohesive sort of, you know, friendship business relationship. No, that's you know? it's cool that you guys like, are you know, whatever yeah. whatever that word. You guys is. have a lot, reflective, of, inter- a lot reflective, of energy here. It's good. Reflective about good. this. Yeah, yeah, no, this is definitely cool. Is definitely yeah, I mean, we both took personality tests, and we were actually opposite spectrums <laughs> on the personality test. Yeah, nice. I think I was a, a beaver or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you. Were I don't know. That's building, building up dams and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a beaver, an otter, a uh, lion, and a golden retriever. Yeah, it's my favorite wants personality to be the lion. test I've ever taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. It's where, good. What were you? Uh, I'm an otter. <laughs> so, so here's how it breaks down. It's actually a really awesome personality test. I, I've taken a few, and this is my favorite. So it breaks it down into four different categories, where it's fast-paced, slow-paced, uh, task-oriented, people-oriented. Right. So you can be one of four things. Fast-paced, slow-paced, people-oriented, or not people-oriented. Task. Or, or task-oriented. Task right. Okay, but okay. So, so it's always either you're fast-paced and people-oriented, or fast-paced and task-oriented, or you're slow-paced and people-oriented, or slow-paced and task-oriented. Otter. Strengths. Outgoing, responsiveness, warm, friendly, talkative, enthusiastic, and compassionate. Weaknesses, undisciplined, <laughs> unproductive, <laughs> exaggerates, e- egocentric, and unstable. Nice. Oh, 100%, Be- except beaver. productive as a motherfucker. Ready, ready? There's the ego coming out. <laughs> beaver, strengths, analytical, self-disciplined, industrious, organized, yep. aesthetic, and uh, sacrificing weaknesses, moody, self-centered, touchy, negative, unsociable, <laughs> critical, and revengeful. It's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, dude, we're definitely gonna take this test tomorrow. Yeah, we'll send it to you. Take it; it's amazing. Except if you guys are like the same thing or like not good opposites, you might be like, "Oh shit, (laughs) ah shit." We might as well find out now. We can just wrestle. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just wrestle it out. Just take it again. Just select different answers. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like when I do take that, I try to lean myself into one of the personalities. It's very tough. Yeah, but that usually shows which personality that they pick up. They pick up on that. You know, yeah. Like, like if you um. You know, like the uh, the line, like fast-paced, task-oriented is like you usually are trying to lean into what you connect with the most. So even if it's something that you aren't necessarily, it's something that you would like to be, which is that's not me. nothing. Yeah, for sure. I think one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Wait, line. you want to hear the yeah. weaknesses for Andrew? Cold, domineering, unemotional, self-sufficient, unforgiving, sarcastic, cruel. Oh boy! I mean, this is the dome of honesty, so yeah, that's pretty much it, dude. I can be pretty. I can be golden retriever, calm, easygoing, dependable, quiet, objective, diplomatic, humorous. Weaknesses: selfish, stingy, procrastinator, unmotivated, indecisive, fearful, warrior. 
Mm. Mm. See, the only thing I say you're a golden retriever, but you're not stingy. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't or hit everything, right? Yeah. You know? And what was the other one? Or unmotivated or indecisive. Usually I mean, it's kind of like know. a spectrum, right? Like you're somewhere on that, yeah, yeah. you know. I like can't wait to take it. You're yeah. a fucking golden retriever. <laughs> I want to be a fucking <laughs> lion retriever. A lion wow, so retriever. We have, we have all four personalities, potentially. Is that like Optimus yeah. Prime? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah so Do we just we fucking sync up our vaginas? So we were when we were running our other business, me, Ty, and then our other two friends who were like the heads of it as well, all took it, and we were the four, you know, shit. Oh the shit! Four the four families, heads corners. of the four families. Oh yeah. shit! What if we found something? We should yeah. do a whole other podcast you, on that. Just should, all should take. Should we partner up on it? I don't know. Just Let's just do it, it. What do you guys want to partner? Yeah, on? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Well, you guys you, do suburb stuff, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And we, we do uh, some we stuff really in East Mount Airy, yet, so Chestnut Hill. That, that maybe kind of we'll stuff. market out there. Is that where the uh, the cottages are? Yeah, dude, we sold the cottage, <coughs> almost a million dollars, million bucks in East Mount. Oh, Airy. pre-sold. Damn. Yeah, the one currently yeah. first one pre-sold. We 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 were upset about it, but happy about it at the same time. It was a weird <laughs> moment. You got, you got to break that down. I got <laughs> really hyped because, like, I know I so I have a really aggressive style. And John, like, Makes sense. Has a line. John and I, like, kind of mesh our styles a little bit. Yeah. And I know that, like, we had agreed to this, like, aggressive style in this house and being, like, like al- allowed to free reign our design. Yeah. So that, one, we could take pictures and market it. And, two, I know if we put a house together the way, like, it needs to be put together, like, it would just set, it would just, like, it would set the through bar. the roof. Because people don't want to take the risks. And then, but if they saw the risk like after it was already taken, yeah, they'd be like the bidding war. It would have been vicious. So we have the second right. one for sale now. We're gonna order everything as fast. We're as gonna we can. fucking order as fast <laughs> as we can, and just, and just tell everything bagel that it's you can no longer sell it as a custom yeah. house. I'm it's, talking like mm-hmm. dark green cabinets. Yeah, oh, we we wanted to go. We're about, we're about to try that. Yeah, we're about yeah. to yeah. do yeah. Like green. I just I've been thinking about like these different things. Modern we, Earth. We've been sending yeah. these huh? pictures. Good. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> modern Earth, dude. You what? The cat out of the bag. That was your golden child. <laughs> that was your 2021, bro. Oh, shared, you ruined shared. it. You ruined the modern. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, dude. Everybody stole modern farmhouse. It's kind of stupid now. It's just like I don't know who started it, but somebody like everybody started using modern farm. You know, when I started w- going farmhouse modern. The fu- <laughs> the funny part was like we were doing modern farmhouse. We've been doing it for a few years, but then you get the older builders that are 60, 70, 50, 60, 70s trying to do the modern farmhouse, and they're yeah. just. They're just completely debauching. Just it up. They're just fucking up the details. The, ar- yeah. the local architects have spoken. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh man, these guys botched this model. Yeah, like, they tried to do it yeah. cheaply because mm-hmm. it's very, it's really hard to build the style that we build in an inexpensive way. Yeah. Well, you're right? aiming for a higher yeah. sales price. We are. We're aiming for the yeah. top of the top. Right. Yeah, but it comes down to like our relationships with. Uh, vendors and the yeah. subcontractors. Mm-hmm. A lot of people burn through people <laughs> really yeah. fast. Like we watch it happen and we kind of sit back and we, yeah. we like we're friends with a lot of the guys around here and we and like I try and coach them up or give them like what be like, dude, why are you going through so many people? Isn't that's just not our thing. So I think it's been a long road for both of us professionally and it's come to like this point where it's like you have a nice relationship with people you yeah. have a good you have a good customer basis you have good reputation because we've cared about it you know and maintain right. like so it's just kind of disciplined over very many a lot of years um has now come to what people like kind of look at as something that happened overnight yeah yeah we've learned that the hard way 
Yeah, I've been in. I've never had a W two job, and there's been a couple times. It really hasn't happened. Like I couldn't say it happens all the time, but there's been like three or four instances where people have been like, "Yeah, yeah," over like kind of like overnight success anecdote, whatever. Um, like, dude, we've been, dude, I've been going at this since yeah. at least 2011, 2012, and before that, when I was in high school or college, like hustling t-shirts right. or doing all kinds of like shoveling driveways when I was a kid. Yeah, been like I've whole been life. doing this my whole life. Yeah. yeah. For you to say this is an overnight success is like. You know, I've spent the last 10 years of my life trying to figure out how to get to where I am right now. Right. How boring would it have been to have been an engineer sitting oh, in an fuck. office? Think about that. Engineer. What would you no have engineered? I couldn't do got. it. I couldn't do it. There's no, no way. Your, yeah, your personality, you, you weren't an engineer. There's no otter engineers. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. They're just smashing clams and stuff. <laughs> dude, I, I definitely wouldn't have passed those those courses <laughs> no that, that was i think college too hard, it, there's a lot of success stories and if you're motivated and you have the right upbringing i think college is going to be history very shortly <laughs> well i said that I the people so every, every I mean, for certain th- for certain things you're going to need it right yeah like if you know what you want to be you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer then it makes well, sense yeah there's the necessities college. for the, sure but, but in yeah. youtube in business google oh, you yeah, should, yeah, education's right. free already stop right. asking for it right but college is the, the agendas that they push in colleges mm-hmm. and how they they're politically um yeah. The stances that they have. Yeah, they're like radical leftists. They're everywhere. very <laughs> radical because they're very professor oriented. Because <laughs> yeah. you got to imagine if someone's going to be a professor his whole life, he's he's read and he's read. You know, they're very, I don't, I don't know what leads them to that. I think it's time. Well, it's, it's an echo chamber, right? It's, like it's an echo chamber. Yeah, I guess. The same. I, There's yeah. no differing ideas. College but I had, I had professor, learn. like economic professors that were Those by, are the only by ones. no means. Those liberals, yeah. I, I they had, would let you know how to run a business no, I had a great, real quick. I had a great economics uh, business school background. You I guys went, both went to college? Yeah, and I, was, I went to school in the South, so I also got like a little bit there. But um, but I think outside of business school, you're probably, the agendas are definitely very yeah. apparent with what's yeah. going on. So I, I think, you know, with the kickback, the well, cost of tuition now, it's out of control. It's yeah. 50, 60,000 yeah, a year. Right. You can put in you could take all that money, get someone motivated in business and you know, instead of giving two hundred someone two hundred fifty forty thousand dollars to go to college, you just give mm-hmm. them that as a loan. Right. Dude, I'm such a believer in like just figure out what interests you and then just go explore and like try to team up with a mentor. Yeah. You know, and yeah. find someone that's in the space that's doing it. Kinda like what we get did. Give real world experience. Yeah. Like offer to, you know, just hustle for them and try to add value however you can. And just learn. One of our biggest things is just just do right by people. Yeah. Help them. Help people out, and it'll it'll come back around. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh, dude, I couldn't agree more. And I also think that like the reverse of that is when you don't operate like that, you're never going to last long. No. Especially in a small like you know Philly real estate or you know around this area real estate. You got to get it close. Nice. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> dude, we had we had this guy Bruce on a few weeks back. He was here visiting on vacation. And every time he he didn't he didn't talk a whole lot, but every time he got he got a new beer, he was just like <laughs> in the microphone and then smirking. Oh my. <laughs> so then ever ever since that episode, so ever since ever since that episode, that's just what like when we do we don't drink on every one, but we yeah. do like sometimes people aren't about it, but it's very we call it bu- we call it buzzing, buzzing, yeah. When your podcast is White Claw the, the, the drink of choice, or the I fucking love White Claw. <laughs> yeah, so I used to be huge, huge into beer. Like I would go to like Denver. Like I would just beer tourism. You White seem like a guy that'd be into craft beer. To love beer, <laughs> the um, sour beer ass IPA, dude. It just my my uh, 
Like my body just can't do beer anymore. Mm-hmm. I've learned that like when I drink beer, it just goes so bad sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like if I, and like, I don't even really drink that much at all um, anymore. But if I stick to like vodka, Tito's, mm-hmm. um, the White Claws are like a this last couple months kind of thing yeah. for me. So it's just like, I don't know, it doesn't make me feel as crappy. I mean, you know. I still can't believe that it took but I do miss the beer. I miss to the figure beer. out this concept. I'll still I'll still it's go down on like one or two and then yeah. like regret it later, but <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, dude. You right. Get that. But I'm yeah, I know. But when you drink a beer, you're not drinking a Bud Light. Oh you're no, yeah, I'm going, I'm going deep. You're yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, you guys are weak. You only have six point eight percent alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> just add a shot. <laughs> That's probably my problem. If I would just like drink drink like Miller Lite or something, I'd probably be fine. Right. Might as well just drink a water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing back with the IPAs the is just the name of them all. They're all like Death Monkey Fucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's always something just golden, wild. Golden I, Monkey Fist. <laughs> <laughs> there's this. You there's guys live in like the the craft beer capital of the world, dude. I, I think that's Fishtown. You guys are in Fishtown, no, Port well, Richmond, we're in Center City. Oh, yeah. Where are you in, cen- in Center City? Uh, we're at Fifteenth and Locust. Oh, Anyone okay. that likes this podcast, come fifteen hundred locust. Yeah, come rape Check Andrew. Check it out. <laughs> I uh, he's easily w- duped. He's an otter. <laughs> I went to high school in Kennett, <laughs> Kennett Square, which is uh, like Victory's big big shop. Yeah, Sour oh, yeah. Monkey, I think, is Victory, right? They yeah, that, like yeah, hardcore yeah, sure, IPA. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sour is it Sour Monkey or yeah, I think something that's like right. that? Yeah. yeah. Yo, what high school is that? Kennett. Okay. Yeah. Nice suburbs. Yeah, how far, like, how far away from like the city is that? Is it That's like, uh, it's like past Westchester. Okay, he, he's like more Westchester area. Nice. I, I feel like opposite directions. I don't even know where we are on a map right now. We're, we just we're drove an hour almost out. near Jersey. <laughs> out of the, <laughs> I just started you, seeing farms. So the Delaware River, yeah, um, is that way ten minutes like northeast of the city. We're, uh, we're north. We're almost east. directly. Like you literally north, just the yeah. Del- you took ninety five up. Yeah. Yeah. You literally just hugged the Delaware the whole way up. Oh no, we actually, actually came. I just said yes. I don't know the roads. Yeah, you're we're so shit in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking otter. Right, I, yeah. I don't know the roads. Ty drives every time. Made me drive today. We almost caught like four. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. I almost threw my phone. Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a heavy foot. <laughs> just because, like, I, when I want to get some, if I want to get over there, like. It, like, if I'm in my apartment, if I'm in my room, and I need to refill my water bottle, I'll, like, run to the kitchen. <laughs> like, so if I want to go somewhere, I'll floor it and then hit the brakes. This, this feels like an appropriate time. I feel like this had to come up. But speaking of accidents, you guys are golfers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just... I'm it, definitely a golfer. You're, not, this is not my I'm, best moment. I'll be a golfer someday. Yeah, we'll get him there. Okay, well... <laughs> We were going to do the podcast last week, right? Yeah. And, and there was a golf thing. Well, it's hilarious because we have created this Wednesday golf, like, group. Mm-hmm. It's it's us and two buddies, and we've just been going consistent. We're not that good. I mean, we're getting better since we've been going consistently. But I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm not that good. Is the, the ego. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, when you had asked to reschedule for yesterday, I think, today's mm-hmm. Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we were with the group. And they were like, bro, no way. Like, they talked us out of it, which is why we had to do today. But, um, yeah, like three, four weeks ago, maybe it was like six weeks ago, we had a pretty serious golf accident. <laughs> <laughs> Crash the cart? Oh, no, dude. I'm so, that's an I'm un- not proud of. That's an under- I don't that's, like talking about it. That's an understatement. Actually, he talks about it more than I do. because well, I force me to. Yeah. It's because it's such a – you've been bitching about it. <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it was uh, my fault, and he really took the blow. No, you guys could, could learn something from this. Um, 
because golf is not as as chill as most people say <laughs> or or if it rains like you know you got to be careful so so this is what happened so we were golfing actually it was my best round ever <laughs> I, I, I shot my a, worst round ever so I was pissed off I shot a 45 and I was convinced I was going to hit in the 80s I'm just <laughs> being optimistic and like on the ninth hole it started pouring rain like aggressive um, and we're looking at the weather app and it shows rain all afternoon so we're like alright we should just call it as we're driving back in the golf cart it like takes like the rain breaks for a minute and we're like near the 18th hole so the last hole we see the clubhouse and everything and our one buddy who's like he's a pilot you know, he's got his own plane. Aaron Osgood, I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah, yeah so shout out to Aaron. He's kind of like a daredevil risk taker, I guess you'd say. So he's like, he's like, uh, after we tee off, I had a sick drive, by the way. I don't know what happened with yours. Um, <laughs> Sliced right in the woods. <laughs> Just a hard slice. Um, Aaron's like, oh, by the way, and this is a big, big hill. And it's Have like you guys just. you played Cobb Creek? Cobb's Creek? Don't ever go. Course sucks. Um, but, uh. So we're, we're, Aaron's like, oh, by the way, if you just pop it in neutral going down this hill, like the governor on the cart won't kick in and oh, you can just, oh, you can just fly. So it's a gas cart. It's a gas yeah, cart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's driving, I'm like not thinking anything of it. It just, <laughs> it just rains. So like hydroplaning in a golf cart is also a real thing. They also like say you have the first thin- 15 minutes of a storm <laughs> are yeah. the most dangerous, so it's not really my fault what, what happened. Yeah, so anyways, they're in front of us. They start just booking it down the hill. He goes in neutral. Somehow, I mean, our cart's way lighter than theirs. I don't know how we were going faster. Yeah, right, uh, but we, we, were, we were gaining on them like very quickly. Yeah, like, I, had to, I had to do something. I had <laughs> to take some. Andrew's action. fucking dying. I'm, you and us with hard you know stories. I, I, dude, I, I've I've been a part of too many golf cart accidents. Oh, then this makes me feel better. I'm just yeah. trying to build it up here for you. Uh, so, so we start gaining on them, which doesn't make sense. But, um, you know, meanwhile the governor's off, so he like taps the brake. <laughs> Worst move. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, we just start, sp- like, spinning. <laughs> and we're going locked downhill. Up. And I had mentioned the golf course is really shitty. So it's not, like, really nice, lush, green fairways. It's like, it's, like, dirt and gravel. And mud. And yeah. mud. And it's, like, raining. And the, the, the car just starts to slowly go. And it's, like, it happens so fast and so slow at the same time. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, we're definitely going to flip. So I attempt to like jump out <laughs> before. Are you I, on the it, inside? It, you're still like the cart sliding and you're on the I'm, inside I'm of the slide? passenger. Like it's going to flip on So you jump towards the flip. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can process some thoughts, but not this many thoughts in this short period <laughs> okay. of time. So I attempt to jump out within milliseconds of that thought. The cart already is flipping, and he <laughs> is now landing on me with the cart going downhill like 30 miles an hour or something. The cart— so We were probably going 60. 90. No, no, we were probably solid. The 30, cart— 30 Fucking otter exaggeration. So, so the cart— 30 to 40, honestly. Like, blew up. Like, <laughs> might have been a blessing in disguise. We were, like, made a comment earlier in the round that we're like, dude, this roof is, like— like clanking, like it wasn't connected. So maybe it's a good thing. Sounds like a fine establishment. Yeah. Yeah. So it just like the roof blew off, like the battery blew out. The car was in 15 pieces. (laughs) 
the 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 roof came off, the windshield came off, the seat came off, the battery was twenty yards down, the, the our clubs a full garage the sale. Yeah, it yeah. was ridiculous. That's oh, ridiculous. and the best part is like the clubhouse is right there, and the, <laughs> the, the, right, the, bro, the dude is like just watching. <laughs> I I came this close to dying. I like hit my head. I I was just. And it took it took us a while to get our shit together. Well, we had to reassemble the car. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, my, and myself. I feel like I should have got a degree in mechanical engineering to actually learn how to reassemble that car. It was, there was, like, was golfers, like, just, like, watched it and just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, finally, I, I had to walk back because I was just so shaken up. I, I was in a state of shock. Thankfully, I didn't break anything. I just, it looked like I crashed a motorcycle. I was just cut up real bad. And the guy's, like, behind the counter, just, like, you guys good? <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude, I got. Yeah, Andrew's like, I was like, yeah. What do you mean? I was trying to play it off. He's like, he's, he's, like, like, yeah, he's, a, he's like, we're gonna need your your phone number. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. Like, like, no, it's it was ridiculous. But ended up going to the ER the next day because I thought I had something going on. I'm like, I'll just be careful. Uh, this is a fun self employment thing because my insurance apparently sucks. <laughs> so I went to the ER and I'm like, oh, I might need a CAT scan just to be careful, right? Better safe than sorry. They do their little preliminary check. Um, they sent me home. It was like 30 minutes. They're like, you don't need a CAT scan. Apparently they throw off radiation. So it's like bad for the other patients. They're very selective with who they give it to. Um, and like I get a bill in the mail like two weeks later, 1200 bucks. <laughs> Fuck. Like, oh, sick. So the 300 a month I spent on Blue Cross Blue Shield for this shit bronze plan does nothing. So that's the, that's the end of the story. Of yeah. So the moral of the story is don't let Andrew drive. Don't manipulate the uh, the governor. Yeah. <laughs> it's there for a when, reason, when it, when it When it rains, <laughs> yeah. So in other words, just be be careful when you're golfing. Yeah. It's not, it's not as chill as it is. Where, where I grew up, we used to have a tournament. It was like a night tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone around here has it because that sounds awesome. Where they p- you play with a glow and a dark ball, you light the flag sticks up. Oh, that's but sick. but you, they didn't. We didn't have enough money to light like the bridges up and the crossings mm-hmm. and everything. So every year someone would just dump a cart into oh, the God. river. But that was <laughs> yeah. I've been definitely part. I think of I prefer sure. that. Yeah. I mean, it's like I like. So I when you really golf, like you got music. You got to have music, right? For sure. Music. Music. Booze. Heavy sure. booze. Oh yeah. There was some boozing happening. Yeah, black and milds. We should play black and oh, milds. Yeah. I'll bring you. Go, we'll Where the go fuck to, uh, are you from? What's we'll going go, on, dog? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go play. Uh, we'll go play a local course up here in Horsham. Yeah, dude, let's do it. No, I'm down. Do this for some. We'll set it up. Hundred percent. Couple weeks. Yeah. You ready? What's up, you ready, what's up big with you dog? Over there. You... I'm. I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm good to go. Not good. To go. <laughs> what are you talking about? Towards the end there, I was dialing in. That's yes. fine. Yeah. yeah. I I have my moments. I'm not that good. I'm pretty fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's not that good. (laughs) That's like that's like right fucking here. That's here, and then there's I'm down there. (laughs) He only he's only played 18 holes once in his life. Okay, Uh, okay, all right. So, but I will say that he was actually finishing the holes. I played 18 holes before that, but like, I had no business. Like, I had never swung a golf club. but like then John John gave me some things. We he he brought a little tutor in for like an hour one time, and then we went out. It was That's pretty how you got to do it, though. Yeah. You, you guys gamble? Going. You guys gamble? Every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the only yeah. way to play yeah. golf. Yeah. 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 If you watch my Venmo, there's just always money going out on Wednesday. You got to get a better handicap or a better coming partner. In. Never coming, coming in. in. Yeah. Yeah. John, well, we, John's okay. So, like, he talks a good game. Um, <laughs> but he left me hanging on a putt the other day. Uh, 
Ooh. That's I'm actually a decent putter. It mm. just takes me a while to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I did leave him. I, I, yeah. and the rest of the day, he was dialed in. But Yeah, I don't think we would have been in that position. No. Uh. Golf is, like, one of the most – the best things to do when it's nice out, but it's also if you suck, it is just the most frustrating thing. Like, if you're just having a bad day. Yeah. We watched a guy yesterday throw his club, like, 30 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suck pretty bad. I still had a good time. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I, I, but That's if great. you're, like, not trying to even be good, you go out once every you know, no, he, in a while. He, like, he's got – he'll go through the progression of – where he thinks he's getting better, and then, say, yeah. I don't know about that because I'm mad. pretty good. I'm pretty yeah. good at enough things that, like, I'm okay yeah, with not being out. good. I'm pretty. I'm okay with like not being good sometimes. No, but you're gonna get good at golf because you do have a fairly athletic movie. You're right. Correct. You're right. I'm gonna. And then I'm you're already gonna get, thinking you're about definitely it. Definitely gonna get fucking. I'm pissed. just bullshitting. I'm pulling. That hole's gonna be worth like a hundred dollars, and you're gonna fucking go, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get addicted to it very easily. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be excellent at it. Yeah, it's always just you versus you, so it's easy to get addicted to it because you just. I played with my buddy Max yesterday. Bassman. Yeah, Bassman. Oh, of Maxim Plaza. He's building Maxim. Maxim Plaza, and uh, (coughs) he's a. I think he's like a seven handicap. Oh shit! Really? And uh, and so everyone was stroking off my ball. I think he was getting like five shots, and we were playing a partners match play, and so like I don't get any shots when I play. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing, and then. He's got like five. So every hole he had a shot on, every fucking time he stepped up, he hit the ball out of bounds. Dead Ugh. fucking left. And I don't know if you ever <laughs> played golf with him. He's no, a, he no. can hit it pretty far. He's a decent golfer. Yeah. But it was dead fucking left. Every fucking time. Go, and we fucking right. lost. Yeah. Dude, it was. <laughs> you guys you might brutal. as well have I'm gone fucking trash. Butt, I'm fucking butthurt. Yeah. Yeah. See, like. I played pretty good. If you're consistently missing. Butthurt? Can you can say that anymore? Is <laughs> that canceled? No. Hopefully not. We're losing words left and right. There's nothing we can say anymore. I think there's. Gonna I be think a, you're allowed to say it. I think there's gonna be an anti-cancel movement yeah. where people are just gonna say whatever they want. I hope say so. fuck it. No, there's definitely gonna. It's, it's gonna backlash. What, what we're experiencing right now is the like culmination of like all the liberal like the liberal thing has been going on, not going down like the conservative liberal thing right now, but like mm-hmm. historically, they have been gaining momentum. And well, nobody like, can really argue that, like, for a long time in, like, the education yeah. system. And, like, this isn't Hollywood. an agenda. This is just, yeah. like, fact. And now it's coming to a point where it's kind of, like, gone too far. And I think that the, you know, the that's, par- that's... The com- participation trophy kids are now making decisions. That's the problem. You so that's the thing is the participation trophy kids also are having kids. So like, what are they teaching their kids? They're not teaching them. I posted a picture today on my Instagram. Yeah. Remember the fucking merry-go-rounds you used to have at school? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like the the small are, ones you're talking the fu- about. The fucking ones you get on, and you like you kick, die. You kick as fast <laughs> yes. as you possibly yeah. can. You, you got put the, up a street bike up yeah. to the fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> you got like the yeah. one kid hanging off, yeah. like sailing, and the and you got the one kid in the middle that's like dizzy and he can't even right. walk. That's, they don't have any of those anymore. Right. That's the problem. Right. right? If I they agree. do have them, they have the ones with the seat belts. It's like, what are we doing here? Do you guys know who uh, Jim Rohn is? You can sum this up in one quote. Jim Rohn quotes one of my favorite people. Maybe. He says, "Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better." Done. Like ev- in everything in life, like people that are, like they find something that's difficult, they just wish that the thing was easier. But you can't control the thing. You can only control yourself. So learn from it and just grow. The yeah. chain- you got it. You got to hit the sound effect after that. <laughs> <laughs> I had that, <laughs> but I don't know which one it is. So. <laughs>
Hey. Now we got it for the next wisdom. Um, yeah, we just worked through that. You guys can learn from your for your podcast. Yeah, you cool. got a label. You, you guys should label, just come yeah. in for a whole like a couple rounds of podcasts, mm-hmm. and then just like launch yours, and then we can start this like fake conflict between our two podcasts. Yeah, it's like a rivalry. Yeah. Fuck Down. your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you can call your podcast the Otter and the Beaver. That's it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty hilarious. Good name. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna trademark that before you guys get, get back to Philly. <laughs> That's, That's all right. right. We're, yeah, we we're not the uh, most creative when it comes to the naming company. So, oh, dude, for some reason, I can <laughs> yeah. I can come up with Axe Philly. <laughs> we we were just watching TV. We were watching Billions. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Billions? Yeah, it's on my list. Capital? I'm yeah. I'm working through shows to watch. I just got through Ozarks, and okay. now I'm on um, House of Cards. Oh, nice. But that's... Oh, fuck. Yeah. You have that, you've never watched House of Cards? Dude, it's so fucking good. It is. Yeah. It's dude, like his like one-liners, awesome I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's my probably... Wife, yeah. it's, I think it's very close to, like, what the Clintons and some of those power oh. couples do. It's where oh, my yeah. head goes. What what episode are you in? Like, what season? First? Oh, geez. We just started. I'm on, like, episode six. Oh, shit. You got a long way to go. Oh, it's great how they smoke those cigarettes. I was, like, talking to my wife. I was like, is that's so cool how they, like... They just have like that little container right. with like, and they just sit by the window and they have these conversations. <laughs> I was like, we need a window and a cigarette thing like that. Yeah. And she's like, you guys what start the fuck are you talking about? She was like, what are you cigarettes. talking? She's like, no. <laughs> Bill- Billions is a great show. And then have you ever seen Succession? No, I that's started a, that. That's I a good I fucking catch show. On. HBO, right? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I've heard from good. some people that that's a good show. I like any show where there's like just like rich people just like being rich, like Entourage. Yeah, I've seen that like seven times through. Yeah, you know. That one's tough to go back and rewatch. Yeah, I've only no, seen it. I can. I, I look at it as like personal development. <laughs> <laughs> Research. Be like, don't exactly. text don't text me between ten and eleven. I'm <laughs> yeah. entouraging. It's entourage hour. We gotta get motivated. <laughs> so do you, you, do you when you guys had that the, the affiliate marketing job, did you set your email up like for the best response time, please don't email between the hours of like two and four PM. Do we work twenty four seven? It was like it, it was the best experience ever because it set our baseline of how much we want to work yeah. at, at the fucking top. Like there was videos of me that like people people would take where I would be sleeping and I would be sleep talking doing a pitch. It was just the only thing that was on our head. <laughs> only thing on our head. <laughs> Swear to you God, got, dude, you got to be aggressive. Aggressive. Swear to God, it was like that's all that we would do. We we had we would go on tour right where we would like set up cities and it would be like a fourteen day, twenty one day tour. And um and we would set up different venues and we would have anywhere from like three to eight. Or the most events I ever did in a day was eight. So it would be like three to eight events in a day, anywhere from you know five to our biggest event was um like twelve hundred people. Did you come out like Tony Robinson? Straight up. Grant Grant Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Robbins. Tony Robbins, dude. Tony he makes Robinson. enough money where you should get his name right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. You I know who I think the next uh Ponzi scheme guy is? Grant Cardone. I think he's going down. Dude, you stole that right Yo, out of my mouth. It's funny you said he's that. Did you see his interview down. with um, Jordan Belfort? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I used really? to follow him a lot. And then Jordan I, Belfort's then the guy who was Wolf of Wall Street's about. Right. Yeah. I started to Correct. pick up on a lot of things he was saying and like after watching his Instagram, because I was intrigued. Yeah. He put a lot of money into Instagram to get the followers he has. Like we were driving one money. day, and I just turned to John, and there was like a fucking Grant Cardone spot. I'm like, is this guy going to jail soon? Dude, I think he's going to jail. You think like straight up Ponzi scheme? Like well, there was even like well, he's selling this like real estate. I don't like. I was looking at it, and it's like this real estate. Por- so what? Ha- what drew my attention to it originally? You know, who Andy Frazella is obviously mm-hmm. the nutrition yeah. 
yeah, um, yeah. thing. Yeah. So motherfucking CEO. Yeah, MF CEO. <laughs> um, he was supposed to speak at 10x. And then all of a sudden he canceled at like all these people's mm. canceled and 10X is Grant Cardone's like big yeah. motivational speaker thing. And right. then next thing you know, like the, like they were just like all separated. And then like Andy Frizzella releases a podcast like during the 10X thong or mm. whatever. Um, talking about how some people are just selling you, selling you dreams. Like you're oh. just like, cause he was very upset that like Grant Cardone was selling the 10x mem which was like was like a five thousand dollar ticket right and then you would go to the event and then the motivational speakers would like speak for five minutes and then spend 20 minutes selling you their product right mm. so Andy Frisell was like dude like you just spent five grand to like learn and improve yourself and nobody fucking talks about it they just sell 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 they're making more money off you like this is not right. something I want to be a part of but he didn't like directly say that but it was like a huge thing I was like oh that's an interesting way to look at it. And I was like, oh, I'll look a little bit more at Grant Cardone. And I followed him on Instagram. And then like after a couple of weeks, I was like, I fucking hate this. So either, <laughs> either he makes a ton of money on those events mm -hmm. and those tickets he sells. Oh, or, hell yeah, he does. Or he's raking in. And <clears throat> the amount of assets he manages, it started off at a couple hundred million. Like I understand what the fees and everything are out For of sure. that. Not private jet everywhere he goes yeah. in the he world. Also, so he has that. And he also has like. So one of our friends who actually does wholesaling now in Philly used to work for him. Okay. Uh, and he was selling his sales training system. So he has like a high ticket um, sales training system yeah. that he sells to businesses like yeah. anywhere from like. So five you have, to but like that's what I'm something. saying is like he has to be if if I were to do something like that, like if I were to sell like mm -hmm. like who's that other dude that Emilio whatever dude who shows you all Emilio his Ferraris Esteban. and oh, he just Ty Lopez. yeah Ty fucking Lopez. <laughs> I don't know how I got that from what you I'm know, saying. It's Andrew. We sync right. we synced up. Right. What I'm saying is like all those dudes, the way they sold so hard. Um, and I think Ty Lopez has since like admitted to this yeah. is they just show you lavish. Mm -hmm. This is what you can have if you do ABC and just buy it. If you buy my product, that's if you what buy AB, I'll tell you <laughs> AB and C. If you pay me this, I'll tell you ABC right. and you can have all of this. So I, I very much think social media came around. There was the initial people on social media that got all like the buzz and like right. became something from social media. And then there was the late adopters, Grant Cardone. Right. So his thing was like, I'm just going to show how fucking much money I have, yeah. and then everybody will buy this product from me. Not a terrible. It's not strategy, a bad but plan, it's but not, it's not something. It never turns me off. Now I'm very interested to know like how that saga ends. Yeah, no, right. I understand yeah. the business model. You can do. It. I know, like, but I just don't understand how you can spend that much money and make that like. Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know. I just, I wrestle with it. Right. Yeah, I I see people like that now, and I tend to I just really, kind of write. Them I hope off. he listens to this. Hey, you can call up and tell me he's tell tell us. Yeah, he's honestly, wrong. if you go to well, I think he makes a shit ton of money. I know his sales business makes a lot of money. He uh, he makes money from YouTube, from books, and then yeah. he, and then he has you know all of his real estate stuff. But yeah, what I was saying is more so he kind of showed yeah. more money before it was there. Now he's making a lot of money, right. but I yeah. think there might have been some things on lease there right. that he was pulling the rap yeah, rapper model where he was just like, I can lease this jet and put my put my stickers on it yeah. say it's mine on these youtube videos and then like yeah nobody will ever know the and then maybe i don't know that i don't know that i just know that like it would be very easy so to grant do. if grant Cardone listens he's got to come on and set the set the story straight he's an aggressive yeah. sales guy like he there is For something sure. to be learned he, he from definitely him. yeah he definitely knows there's a lot to learn from him i just it's like the slimier side of 
things. Maybe. That's a vibe I get. Yeah, I mean, it, the whole guru thing kind of turns me on yeah. now, too. It's just, it's kind of played out in my mind. Yeah. Like, I've seen it a lot. And that was... The biggest, but do you have a problem when, when you see, like, people on social media or, like, people that you're friends with, and then all of a sudden it's, like, so-and-so is a, like, leadership coach, and it's, like, the fuck have you led? Right, right. Like, how are you coaching anyone on leadership? You haven't, yeah. you haven't, like, Jocko, you know who Jocko Willink is? Yeah. When, he, when they're, like, oh, yo, leadership consultant, you're, like, mm-hmm. That right. makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. That's yo, know, easily digestible. But sometimes, right. like, dude, I'll see. Like, I forget. There's a one guy I see every now and then pop up my thing. And I'm like, I hope nobody's buying into this. You have a hard time. <laughs> I'm not gonna blow your. I smoke definitely have up, a hard time. Like, I've been in that that Philadelphia real estate business. I was in there hard between like 2010 yeah. and 18. Then I see some of these guys like get in these magazines, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's like <sighs> top 40 under 40. It's like wait, it's a like minute. okay, but I make, I make way more moves than you. Yeah, 40 like, motherfuckers. <laughs> but like yeah. s- somehow nobody noticed me. And then it was pouty face. You know, it's just yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. not, re- you can not buy really. A spot. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. Oh, you yeah. know, it's you pay can, to play. Yeah, right. John yeah. told exactly. me that. I yeah. was like, look at this dude that's in top 40. Right. I was like, huh? And John's like, oh, you pay to be in there. No, it's a marketing and thing. I, you, pay, you buy yeah. it. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah, it's a marketing thing. And I was like, yeah. You may not pay for the 40 under 40, but you're going to pay something in that magazine that you're going to talk with the marketers. And then you're like, hey, you know, I want to be nominated for that, and then they throw you in right. there, and, and it's Which just. Which I'm a, sure it does a lot for a lot of people's <laughs> business. So nothing wrong with that. It's just, but it also can go very negatively. Yeah, but that's yeah, the participation that's, trophy bullshit. Yeah. That's like saying that's paying for first place. Well, it's like a marketing. I look at it like a marketing thing. You know, I mean, it, it's a little bit like deceitful. Yeah, you got to be yeah, careful. It's, it's not marketing. organic. It, it, I think uh, there's a lot of people that get in there, yeah, or get these articles written about. Maybe not forty under forty, but they get the articles and they get the high profile. And then the people they do business with are like, yo, man, like, where's my money? Like, yeah, you, right, you owe me right. a lot of money. Right. <laughs> I've heard of a lot <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, if you develop- owe anyone money, you should I've heard of a crazy <laughs> amount of developers that I've previously respected. Mm-hmm. Like, some big names. Obviously not going to drop them here. Mm-hmm. That when I talk to some of the subcontractors on the street, it's like, dude, that guy owes me 200000 but he's on his, like, boat and beach house. Yeah. And it's like, whoa! I could never be that. No, I've seen that too. Th- we've been, mold, we've had conversations. Guys, we've had conversations, not necessarily like gossiping about other people, but like something will come up, and me and John, like, we'll have like a moment as like business partners where we're just like, yeah, we're clear. That's just never. That's just something we we're never going to do that, that right? Yeah. And we're yeah. just like, yeah. I yeah, was yeah, always yeah, taught yeah. you're the last to get paid. Yeah, you pay everybody else, right. and whatever's left. It, but that's it what be it crumbs. should be if you own a business, yeah. right? Like you're taking the risk. That but, is but, the risk. But a lot of guys will, 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 they'll, they'll sweep those fees up front. Right. And they'll have all, then project may not even be successful or have any idea if it's successful mm-hmm. for years, but they're sweeping the upfront fees. And a lot of that stuff just doesn't sit right with me. No, really struggle with that. I, no, I yeah. totally agree. That's also why I don't feel bad ever about, like, I don't care how much money anybody makes. Yeah. You know, like there's this like war on billionaires, but it's like, if you're the business person that that you're taking all of the risk, you're putting in all the money, you're setting everything up, and you are the last person to get paid if you run your business correctly, make as much as you fucking want. Yeah. You know? There's a cool there's a cool like scale that was made. It was probably by Forbes where um, they took wealthy people and they had like this like way to measure them as, as like self starters. And then they took like people that were like old money mm-hmm. and then they evaluated like what those people have done since they were like 
capable of maneuvering mm-hmm. with that old money so like did you say stagnant like were you born rich and stayed rich but didn't do shit with your life mm-hmm. you're zero and like oprah winfrey and jeff bezos mm-hmm. would be like a 10 right so like it was cool to look at the people and kind of like read about people i've never heard of and being like okay this dude started as a son of a billionaire Mm -hmm. but now he runs a country and like you know what i'm saying (laughs) like he took like what was an oil business and now he's like running russia like so it was just kind of like like, super impressive there's still like so like i don't like it it was cool because i i know a lot of rich people yeah i know a lot of poor people yeah like i don't even know where i fall in any of that it's definitely not rich yeah and, like, I don't think it really matters. I judge people very aggressively on, like, how hardcore you are kind of to a degree. Like, how hard you're fucking getting after it. And it's ruined relationships. And, like, when I was younger, it was definitely something that I wore too proudly. Um, and now I've, like, scaled back <laughs> drastically. But it's definitely, like, if you're not getting after it and you are acting like you are. Yeah. Dude, I have big pet peeve. burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally that's that's Pet the cold that's the lion that, that's it. the yeah. lion in me right. dude like I have no sympathies for you. Yeah. So there's too many <laughs> there's too many people that are like they, they're constantly living like that and it's very easy. You see them around town, you know them, but you see their social media and you're like, "Okay, that gym picture." Like yeah. I see you at the gym in the morning, like you yeah. don't sweat. Right. Um and you just like I'm not thinking about anybody in particular. Dude, I mean, look, you can the tell old thing easily if someone doesn't work out hard. Dude, the gym. biggest thing for me was motherfuckers that park close at the gym. The dude, I would go. Dude, I would get. I got like hundreds of followers on Instagram because every now and then I would just be like, look at this motherfucker searching for a close parking space at the gym. <laughs> well, you need I'm to like this mother, this this gym. goddamn bitch is going to a Zumba class. <laughs> she's paying paying almost $200 a month for this gym membership. Yeah. And she's going to circle the lot for 15 fucking minutes so she can get the closest spot and at the gym. And they have a huge parking lot. And I'm right? like all the space. This one so and it calmly were like so there was like 30 year member spots. And I come out one morning and this woman in her Mercedes is like waiting behind this dude who doesn't have his permit up for the 30 years. She's like, he's not supposed to be in this spot. And I'm like, I'm leaving to go to work. (laughs) She's just getting to the gym. So it's still pretty early. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, yo, count it as a blessing. Like go out there, get your warm up before you just work on the walk on the treadmill. And she was like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. (laughs) And I was like, honestly, if this is your problem, I literally said, I was like, dude, lady, if this is your problem, if if this is like making, if this is what's making you so mad at seven fucking in the morning, I don't know what to do for you. And just, I just, I just, just like, I don't, this is hilarious to me. You need that time to stretch out. Right? Dude, they, and they, they yeah. circle like and now with corona it's not a thing my argument's just gone mm-hmm. people don't even park at the gym they just don't they go just don't, don't go, go yeah but like it was stuff like that like i'm like dude you're why are you coming to walk on a treadmill for an hour but you're gonna like right it's summertime <laughs> it's not even cold out. like you have no like right. you just you just want you instinctually want the easiest spot mm-hmm. you want the, you want easy and right, like we're right. programmed for it and that's what i had a problem with yeah i would just be like dude the whole fucking country we're all fucked we're all fucked because everybody just wants easy. Maybe like in our building, our building's 45 floors. And like, if I am on my way up, we stop at, you know, let's say 25, someone gets in. If they hit 26, I'm going to hit that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, that pisses me yeah. off. Like, dude, I agree. take the stairs. It's one yeah. flight up. It's fucking one flight. Okay, just <laughs> chop to the neck. Yeah. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's the, the worst thing is when you get on and there's no one behind you and you hit your floor. We're on 29. And then, like, the doors are closing, and someone's like, hold that. <laughs> you, like, put your hand through. 
hold it. They come in. They just hit 28. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. You just cost me 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're like, what's your unit number? I'm going to send you an invoice. Maybe that's the key for raising kids. You just park in the back of the parking lot. Yeah. Maybe that's it. What do you mean? To, to get the walk in, you to know? teach them, teach them, yeah. Be like, this is how, dude. If I had kids, we would park, we would park in, in, in like the next fucking neighborhood. Right. Be like, dude, we're gonna walk to, we're gonna walk to the gym today. Do either of you guys have kids? You don't he has kids. You have kids. They have three. Wow, God bless. That's cool. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> no, they're great. They're great. I love my kids. But yeah. it's fucking. But it's work. It's a lot. I'm it's sure. a lot of work because we take yeah. it fairly seriously. Um, <laughs> have to, right? As you should. Yeah, there's, I would say there's a lot of parents that maybe we're building yeah, soldiers. Yeah. True. Yeah, we're co-parenting. <laughs> nice. That's true. You're the uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Well, so like for instance, we'll have scenarios where like we have cool things around here, right? We got grenades out. Got I know. Samurai, I was asking you, samurai swords out, and his his son will come through, and he'll he'll be like, "Let me hold the sword," and we'll be like, "I'll be like, <laughs> I don't know about that." Let's think. What, what can you do for me? <laughs> like, dude, his son's gonna be like this. We're John's molding him into this like little CEO. It's yeah. so funny. That's and dope. well, it's like we'll have him do push-ups to hold the sword for fifteen minutes. You mm-hmm. got to do like twenty push-ups. That's awesome. It'll take him a minute, That's but it, awesome. he'll do it. But John, yeah, teaching him that there is a cost to do things that it you gets want better. To do. It gets so much better than that. It's gone too far, <laughs> almost. <laughs> the other day, I'm in the truck and Ethan, Ethan calls and he's just like, "Yeah, when are you coming down the beach?" I was like, oh, we're working, like, doing the thing. Like, I'm coming down. This, like, it's almost Friday, like, coming down. He's like, yo, do- Dad, don't mow the lawn without me. Because <laughs> he's like, I st- Dad, he gets Dad, for that. Are yeah. the- dude, school starts on Wednesday. The desks aren't going yeah. to be ready. Don't, don't forget. Don't, do not no, mow, was, don't mow the lawn with, don't mow the lawn yeah. without me. He must have said it four times. He's, yeah, that's awesome. And I was like, John, I looked at John, that's and I was awesome. like, dude, you're like, it, yeah, he, I hope. I hope. I hope it just keeps going. He's harder seven, harder. and he's been mowing this year. Yeah, and I would say it's fairly irresponsible to let him mow the lawn, right? Because I mean, he can cut <laughs> his leg off. You know, <laughs> there, there ain't no foot there. Like the whole leg's gone. Yeah. But he, I let him mow the front. I pay him for the front. I pay him five bucks, cheaper than getting the neighborhood kids to pay. Yeah. But then uh, he he learns like responsibility. But if he makes me start the mower. Mm-hmm. I deduct money. Really? Yeah. So That's like sick. he's out there like ripping it. That's sweating, sick. trying to get this damn yeah. mower started. Every That's now and so then, I, every now and then like, I'll put every now and then I'll put my foot on the tire uh-huh. to like so it doesn't roll back when he pulls the string. But right. he's good. Yeah. See, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, dude, he immediately comes up and he and he's willing to deal. And then right. he, he yeah. wants yeah. like so like teaching the, him exactly. The, so the thing is, anything. the thing right now is the computer. Every time I see him, he brings up. Dude, I swear to God, I'm gonna buy him a laptop. He the whole thing was like the SketchUp. Yeah. He was like, hey, I was like, dude, if you learn SketchUp, you get a computer. He, it may take him five years to do it. Yeah, we got But him. we keep like saying, like, dude, yeah. just do it. They just uh, it. Just but then, con- you got computers con- anyway. Yeah, contrast to that, my littlest comes in, Quinn. She's like a mm. fucking shark. She comes yeah. in, she just grabs a fucking sword, and Andrew's like, oh, we got to do push ups. She's like, oh, yeah. And she just hits him. She <laughs> <laughs> got the full range. Yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a picture of Quinn. Holding the sword out in front of her like she's a fucking samurai. I'm like, how does she even know this thing? Like she's literally right. walked like stalking her prey. <laughs> and I'm like, don't hit your brother. And she just looked at me Shining like, a past it, that is, do you mm, don't hit him? <laughs> I wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, all right. Now we have a hands full there. 
a bunch of badasses. Nah, it's, it it's, uh, like. Yeah, well, they, trust me, they have their moments. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to hate me when they're like 12, 13, 14. We're gonna have some yeah, especially if we get famous. We're going to have some sad issues. But what you are we'll instinctively teaching them, though, is to just be contributing members of society. You yeah. Know, like, they're going to be good people in society. I just hope they don't become Democrats. That's all. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they can be whatever they want. You can be whatever you want, just not a Democrat. Contributing members of society. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. There it is. This, the spinoff the there is that people, and I don't, and I can't relate to that. I don't have kids. So you look from a 10,000 foot view and you're like, hey, you you are making it so easy for your child. Yeah. Right. But if you were, like, if you, like, you not even a hundred years ago, like, you would just fight to, like, make it <laughs> yeah. to you to your yeah. 30s or 40s or 50s. Like, right. so we've just become detached from, like, teaching our kids how to, how to right. thrive. Well, how to be self-reliant, right? Like, you know, John, your kids, if he, if, they want anything that immediately instinctively they're going to think what what do i have to offer and how can i offer it yeah i wanted to you know? have my son i uh i told him i would pay him 50 cents if he did a chore yeah and so then he went to his sister's like i'll pay you a quarter if you do that chore sick dude, i was like what awesome the? dude yeah he, text, five. He, he texted me that's awesome i was like wholesaling chores that yeah. <laughs> no that's i'm, I'm very 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 proud of my kids definitely yeah. I, I got a lot of work to do as a father but right we'll get there yeah i think i think the biggest thing as a kid, as a being a parent, is you you learn more than they do mm. when you raise them. I guess right? you guys don't have kids. No, you haven't fucked up yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> he no. looks like he's close. <laughs> Couple years. Well, I hear him. You're moving out on your boy here. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is years. he gonna do? Where is he gonna live? What if, even, what if he just goes down like a, me at all. a downhill <laughs> spiral? He's yeah, got what more of a plan than I do. That's true. He's, yeah. I'm getting like ten of my friends to move into Parktown. It's like this apartment complex with like a thousand apartments. It's, like, <laughs> it's basically like a dorm room mixed with like the Playboy Mansion. So I'm just getting everyone to move there. And He's gonna go on a downward spiral <laughs> of cocaine and drugs. Absolutely. Yeah, you're like, fucking me like up. Like in right Wedding now. Crashers, when you start to like crashing funerals towards the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that happens. You can move back. You can move back. <laughs> just living the dream, -time brother. <laughs> Andrew, we gotta talk. You gotta move in. It's it, come. Is, it's, is it the is goal time. to have like a legacy company that, uh, the, that the kids could? I've always I mean, been the, curious the, of that. The goal, the goal for me was originally to have a legacy company. And the goal for me, I mean, the goal for us is be rich, like not be successful to yeah. where if if we start whatever business that Andrew and I want to start together, um, that that can continue or we can sell it or it's mm -hmm. like an asset. Yeah. Um. So just like you're talking about pillars of businesses, the more pillars of businesses that we can create over time, you know, it's going to be a long process. Right. Yeah. 15, 20 years, you know, maybe we'll end up like six or seven pillars of business. Um, and the question will be like, you know, what do we do with that? I think right. that <clears throat> I don't want to run into a situation where my kids assume the success right. that yeah. I've had. For sure. Or that we've had. And, I think it might, and I've seen a lot of, especially like in my own family, a lot of secondhand generations taking over companies that their parents did. And I don't necessarily think it's the most healthy thing. So yeah. what I'd rather do is whenever my son's ready, right, I'll probably have him go work for somebody else. I'll make him go get jobs. Mm 
mm-hmm. right? A couple of years just so he can learn how to work. And then when he's ready, I'll probably start, let him start his own company where I work in his company. Oh, that's cool. And then I'll help him. Yeah. But he'll be the decision maker. Right. It's right. His thing. So then that way he doesn't have to, you know, there's no like, you know, because again, we were just talking about like, Oh, don't worry, Andrew's back. No, Andrew Mann's back. What I'm saying is like, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of second generations of people like of people that like, you know, take over their daddy's business or their parents' business or their whatever, that just inherently think they're going to be successful. So yeah, I'd rather my son go through the trials and tribulations to figure out how he can be successful, which yeah. is different. So right. I think at that point, like in 20 years or whatever it is, like we'll have four, probably like 10, 15, 20 pillars of income, whatever we're doing we're doing pretty good and like we'll get there but like it could be an asset we could sell or whatever but with with my kids i'd rather start and help them them start their own company so that they can make their own mistakes right because they can't learn from my mistakes they can only learn from their mistakes and i wouldn't want to do something where we have like a a big asset company that's very successful Mm -hmm. and where there's a lot of pressure and then I don't want to strain the relationship between like me and my kids. Good right. perspective. Based yeah. Off yeah. That. yeah. Cause I've seen it. Happen I would a hundred percent agree. Yeah. So I'd rather, I'd yeah. rather have him start his business. I can work for him as an employee. And at that point we'll probably have some free time. Right. And he'll tell me what to do. I'll give him my advice. He'll make the decisions. And if he's, Sick. if he's fucking right, he's right. And if he's wrong, he's wrong. Like, right. But I'd rather him he do can that. learn from his yeah. own experience. Cause once you learn how to grow a business, whether it's one business with this widget, that widget, once you learn, I think it's easier. Like, other than be a rocket science, which I could probably figure out. I feel, I don't know about you guys, but you probably feel the same way. And I know Andrew definitely feels that way. Like, you could go into many situations and be successful yeah. if you put your mind to it. And I'd rather teach that to the kids right. than just, like, one track. It's the mindset behind it where you could take this person and you could drop them in a new yeah. country and they could they'd figure it out and they'd be successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that also that one stat, too, that says that, I think it's like 70% of wealth is lost after the first generation. Yeah. And the after the second generation, it's like 90-something percent of wealth. Yeah, is, yeah that's why that's why generational wealth, like you have to be worth $400 million. You have to be a Rockefeller. Yes. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because then you just, you know, you passively are making ridiculous money. Yeah. But, yeah, if you don't, if you're not the person who is capable of creating a million-dollar business and you're given a million-dollar business, what I believe is you'll lose it. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, you know. I think that that we've proved, like, at least to myself, I've proven that um, if everything was gone tomorrow, I could pick up the next day yeah. and start back yeah. over. Pretty in a, in a And that's why you won't lose it, though. That's the thing. You we, have that mindset, ad- and that's why you're not going to lose it. We have adapted a model to a couple of different businesses. Yeah. In te- like, some in testing. Um and it all seems to make sense. Right. So it's kind of like more so we we spent, you know, 10 or so years making mistakes and testing. And now it's like I've realized that it's not really like knowing how to do business or run a business. It's it's more like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to like you're maintaining relationships here. You're re- maintaining like money relationships in, money relationships out. Like, you have your relationships internal. Like, it's all about just, like, making something easier for somebody else always. 
Right. And like, if you can get in just like constantly helping people, adding value, yeah, and possible. and once I just honestly believed that a lot of time, like I was saying it for you know a few years, and then once I just finally just like that's just I just said it so much that it was just like that's what what the gospel was became a core belief. Yeah, that it just um, employ you're doing that for your employees. They stay or they work harder for you. Or they understand the business that. You know, if they're working harder, it's for them to, like, so you communicate, you understand how to communicate that, and then you understand how to communicate, like, for us, like, subcontractors, for, like, a retail business, it would be, like, purchasing vendors. Um, And then you, you, like, clients really aren't hard to get. It's just the momentum. Um, You got to, like, you... I would definitely venture to say, and I've tried to, like, mentor a lot of, like, younger guys um, in... And identifying that you you need to just be very clear on who you want to be as a business person first. Yeah. Because if you're floating around on that, there's no there's no beginning roadmap. You're making yeah. decisions without any sort of like structure or like it's right. like Ray like, Ray Dalio of principles, right? Yeah. I don't know if I've never read that. Oh. It's yeah, just like the baseline. Yeah. yeah. Like before you know what kind of business you want to run, you need to know what kind of business person you want to be. Yeah, there there's <coughs> I think there's certain morals that you you have to have a compass. You have to go back, like when you come across tough times in business or a tough decision. It's like, okay, what does my business compass say to do? Right. And you got you got to trust that and you got to follow that. Dude, um, it happens to us a lot as builders. Like you can probably relate to this. Like you, like a lot of times we already have a customer in place, so like we're delivering for someone specifically that right. we have a relationship with, and we like we have to deliver because we've cultivated like such a closeness. Um, if you don't even meet your client ever, but like it's your reputation, you keep putting more of your signs up in the city. People keep recognizing that you don't want to be like, yeah, at the bar like somebody saying some shit about like it's it's more than just that, but it's like you don't yeah. want to be doing going to work and getting up every day and spending so much time doing something right. and have it not worth anything. Yeah, and not be proud of it. Like not be proud like to say your company name out loud in public and be like, look, right, like that's that's worth that's more than money. Yeah. Way. More. Yeah. It, it's pr- we wrestle with that for a while with the whole wholesaling thing. Like that's our start in real estate was wholesaling and finding deals and we didn't have the capital or the know how to take them down ourselves. So we were just selling these contracts. And inherently that business model is a little bit shady. You know, shit. I feel like I ran across you guys probably four years ago. Where do in we, a dark you, alleyway. No, no. Were you guys renting near uh the piazza in Northern Liberties? No. Mm. Yo, Andrew, what the fuck are you doing? Can't find the yeah, path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go down go the hallway the and then make a left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Otter, Otter can't find his he, way. He was gone for a long time. Yeah, it was out. Uh, damn, no, where'd he go? Dude, at that point, I would have just gone outside and pissed. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We don't do just, that. Here. Yeah, we don't do that here. There's, the woods aren't right out back. And Barbara. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was, uh, that was the big thing that we, like, had to kind of, figure out is this worth even doing i mean we were making a lot of money wholesaling that was like we've done a couple pretty crazy deals and still it wasn't enough to keep going because like i mean you guys are familiar with that process right Mm -hmm. you're like finding a a property i mean you can explain it out if like no somebody doesn't understand Yeah, like i'm very familiar with that but i think someone listening may like explain that yeah so you're doing marketing off market um looking for off market properties um you know, direct to seller, mail campaigns, cold calling. Um, and you're trying to find these distressed properties and, you know, in a way that you're, you're offering someone a solution. There's, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but 
you know, you're saying, you know, we'll offer you X for your home. And, you know, you're not operating in the capacity of a realtor. You know, we're obviously not realtors. We're making a fair offer. If they accept, that's their decision to make. But there's a piece to it where, you know, as a realtor, for example, you have like a, a fiduciary duty to try to get them the most money or, or what, what, whatever the case. But with wholesaling, the goal is kind of to get it as, as low as possible, you know, and, and then you're putting on a fee and you're reselling it to an investor. And we just struggle with that sometimes because, you know, A, there's this piece where, again, although they're agreeing to a number and we're delivering on exactly what we promised, you know, there's this piece in the back of our mind that's like, this could be worth more to them, you know, if, if they had, you know, I guess gone hand, a different handled route. it differently, right. Which again, you know, I try not to make their decisions for them, but the second piece to it was, you know, you're, you're kind of like indicating to them in some cases that like, Hey, you know, we're, we're buying your home or we're, you know, working with partners, but you're not actually calling the shots in terms of the, the actual settlement and the terms, right? So if you have someone else that's changing things behind your back, that's ultimately buying it, you're stuck in the middle. And there were so many cases where, you know, buyers would do that and it would like all fall on us. And like there were sleepless nights where I'm like this poor person, you know, is like this buyer is now acting up. And if it were up to me, like I wouldn't have put them in that situation, mm. you know, where they're like, trying to negotiate them down further at the table, for example, like that just doesn't go over well. With, it's like, okay. We wouldn't do that. Big, big public uh, home builders do that too. Yeah. So, but, that just shit happens at all levels. Yeah. But, but that's just one example, you know, You're talking yeah. about We've, wholesaling. I'm yeah. 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 The like the difference is, is like the big home builders are actually buying it. It's worse when like the wholesalers are doing that so they can make a bigger fee well, when they're not, the seller doesn't know. No, that he's talking about like, I, like, I was even buyers, saying, like, but sometimes your guys' buyers that you sold to, would change the terms sometimes as late as like the closing table, and then we're catching the heat, and then you're catching the heat. But you, you ever hear the guy Phil the Flipper? You ever hear Phil the Flipper? No, actually, he did that in Philadelphia for years. Yeah, uh, and he made millions. I mean, it's super he actually lucrative. Got a, yeah. He actually got in a plane crash and survived, but he did the whole Miami route, moved down there. But um, oh god, sounds he, a lot uh, like us. He did a lot. We did a lot of land wholesaling to uh, a company called like NRIA in U.S. Construction. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of lots back in a lot to them. So I definitely understand that game, but I want to go back to like, like Andrew and I are now to a point and you guys are probably already there in the mindset, but if you don't go full hard into something, what's the point? It's like when you right. swing a golf club, if you don't fully commit and not afraid of like the bad shot, yeah, you're more likely to hit a bad shot. If you're afraid of the bad shot than you are, if you just fully commit. Right, yeah, so 100%. I don't. Th- I think real estate's one of those things where if the, you can you can be too conservative in real estate and like just shoot yourself in the foot. Where if you can get a little aggressive every now and then, I think it pays off a lot. Yeah. And I, and we're at the point now. It's like, look, you know, going back to like we can, we feel like we could start all over from day one tomorrow. It's like, okay, if that's the case, risk maybe, it. Maybe we should get. Maybe we should right. go for the go for the bacon. Exactly. Um, and you know. We, we're we're going like to do that. that. Like we have to do that. Yeah. Because again, we're not gonna we're not gonna get to where we want to be by being <laughs> mediocre. Right. Yeah. Got to risk it for the biscuit. We're kind of going it. back and forth with that right now a little bit. We're like taking some Fuck big it. risks with some crazy deals and like also trying to figure out like you guys had mentioned like you're doing a lot of flipping for cash so that you can like build up a 
or or maybe I don't, I don't know what the plan is but like we go back and forth with that like should we build up more capital reserves before we like go heavy into the rentals or do we just go heavy in and like figure it out rentals are tough and i you know we can spend a lot of time off i like how guys talking about this yeah um rentals are tough when you're fee-based and there's someone else is getting the benefit of the equity uh the best the best deals you can stroke are if you can somehow promote your your uh fee and your uh development experience against an investor's cash and somehow get yourself to equalize out and then have a different payoff structure where you have the right to pay them off on an equity refinance, but you have, you have the right to stay in yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say bank debts, 2 million property, you have 8 million in a property, whatever. And it's, you you can cash out for 11, right? So you got 3 million bucks. You pay off the bank. The investor's a million. You you have Mm -hmm. the option to pay him fully out. So then you guys are the only equity partners moving forward. Right. You have to find investors that are okay with that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to give them a bigger upside if you do do that, like if you cancel their contract and pay mm-hmm. them out early. But you don't want to take a long-term investment that you're putting that like non-recourse financing on. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take a long-term investor down that road. You'll regret it for you and your family for years to come. Mm. I guess, what, just if the investor sucks? No, you just no, want to get just, rid of them. You want to have the option right. to get rid of the investor. Stingy. Right. By paying them right. off. Stingy. No, but that makes you, you have to pay them off, right? <laughs> no, like, but that makes they, sense. They, they're yeah. gonna earn. They're gonna earn their. their yeah. They're gonna earn their percent. They're supposed yeah. to. Key slide. Hey. But uh, my um, yeah. So uh, right now the stuff that we're doing is smaller. Um, you know, same. Single same. family to four units. So we own a hundred percent of all of it. Like we actually we own the equity. We just we pay our investors just a percent, like an, on an annualized basis. We'll give them twelve percent a year. You know, so we can afford to do that because it's these smaller deals and we're getting it for a good purchase price. So, you know, if we're but all was in, it, is the investor acting like a bank? They're, 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 so we've done it a couple of different ways. Like when we have a property, it's a single family property where it's worth, let's say, let's say it's worth two and a quarter and we're into it for 150. Mm-hmm. We'll just borrow 150 from the investor, right? Just to do the uh, purchase and the construction. Okay. We'll pay them 1% a month for as long as we own it. And okay. then we'll kick them their money back after we refinance. So, so we own 100% of it. Why not, instead of bringing an investor, we got to pay them 12%. Yeah. Why don't you get a bank that you can pay 4%? So here's so for the smaller deals that we can get done in three or four months, and it's 150 grand, we're talking about such a minimal amount. They're just so easy to work with that we just call them, hey, wire us 150, address is 123 Main Street, trust me, it's a good deal. And that's like good for them because we've done yeah. enough deals together. Now, when we're getting into these bigger ones where we're spending four, five, six hundred thousand dollars, that adds up, and 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 it's you know we're we have to go through a permitting process. It's not an easy alt permit. We need a building permit. We need architect plans, you know. So it's going to be nine to twelve months, right, for that project. For that, twelve percent crushes you. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't do that. Have anymore. you been working on bank relationships? Yeah. So now we just started working with some more banks. And what we'll do is we'll have them, I mean, we leverage it as much as we can. So ideally like 80% loan to cost from a bank and then that other 20%, um, they don't need it to be, um, they don't need it mortgaged against the property, our our investors. They're fine. Like they just like trust us. They don't need a note or anything. So we'll use that as our equity. So we'll pay 12% on that 20% um, equity piece. Yeah. You just have to get just long term as you get, you just have to make sure you can refinance that person out. The twelve percent right. person right. at a capital event. Right. You, you got to get the right. To like when we that. get our perm financing, you're saying. When you get your permanent financing, or when it, the building's stabilized. Right. The key is to get that that 
keep the bank. The bank yeah. will stay in. You can refinance out banks all the time. Yeah. But get that equity investor out of there. So they were no longer tied together. So Pay them a premium. Control. So you're 100% control. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, you have an asset where you guys own all the equity in it. It mm-hmm. looks better in your balance sheet. So now you can go loan more money. Right. Right. From bigger banks. The partner yeah. you, you can't loan Cause, against. Because if, right. if you have an equity partner, when you do your Schedule B, um, or your Schedule C, or whatever the fuck they call it on your tax, you know, your tax return, your equity is diminished. Right. You get him out, now all right. of a sudden you guys are the full equity. Yeah. It looks better on a balance sheet when you go to loan on bigger deals. So, because eventually you're not going to want to do four to five unit deals. You're going to yeah. want to do ten to fifteen. You'll find For that sure. the. I always found, uh, we were doing we were developing about fifty to hundred apartments a year, with my father in law's company, mm-hmm. and the sweet spot was like 30 to 40 unit buildings. They were smaller than high rise construction. Mm-hmm. You could still get them done with like type B or whatever, where you can do like podium platform with sticks above for right. five stories. And those deals there also weren't so big where you had to go get a massive bank and massive investor involved. You could still stick with like the local banks around Philadelphia. Right. You're looking at like five, six million, something five, like six that. million or, or, you know, maybe even 10. Mm-hmm. But the key is to get, that equity investor, the you just have to stroke is like, look, if you give me two million bucks for a ten million dollar deal, when we have a capital event, because maybe the building mm-hmm. will be worth twelve, mm-hmm. and you had an eight million dollar bank loan, right. you refinance it out, you can refinance out ten million, you can pay him fully off. So what does that what does that look like? Because that, I guess, in my mind, I'm thinking of that that type of investor, which we have never done a deal like that. Like even when I say the twenty percent equity, that's still just we pay them twelve percent, and then either way. After we refinance, they're out, so we own 100% of it. But mm-hmm. we're going to do our first deal coming up where we're, you know, the GP and we have LPs and we raise money and they get 50% equity in the deal plus a 6% preferred return. So sure. they're not like they're, they like the 6% pref, but they're really in the deal because they're excited about that 50% equity. So how do you structure it to you just still have to come show up, You just had to come up with a number. Say, hey, yeah. look, like if we were to have a capital event and we were to pay you off, what does that number look like? Oh. Right. right. Okay. Straight up ask them. You yeah. just have to ask them. It's, like it's, it's just a buyout. Then it's that. a buyout. Right. You got to buy them out because you want got that it. equity for yourself. Yeah. You really do. Right. Because eventually you can roll that equity and keep, you know, six years down the road, you do another refinance. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden a million bucks come back and it's all yours. You're really going to thank the fact that you spent that time to find the right investor. For sure. For that. And there for are sure. investors that don't want to stay in long term. They want to, they want to, you know, right. like a lot of funds. If you can find the, find the right like family fund. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys want their money in and out in two years. They don't want to stay long term, but they want a certain percent for that. So you are going to have to so pay you might higher pay up 15, 20 percent on right. their money, but you're plus getting them the, out. Plus the six percent pref. Right. Right. Yeah. But you're getting them out. Short term. Right. It's a short term pain yeah. for a long term thing. But you'll have the cash flow from like uh, the, the promote by being the general partner, or you'll have the cash flow from like managing the asset. Mm-hmm. And my advice is if you guys start doing bigger units, like 10, 20, 15 units, Get yourself one property manager that you're paying sixty grand a year. He can make a lot of money by just leasing the units yourself. One person can handle about fifty to sixty units mm-hmm. without needing a second person. Find a good maintenance guy and just start yourself a, a management company. Yeah, because again, I think they already have that figure. Yeah, that I think part. it's in the in we, the plan. In the work. one of we the pillars, right? No, they say yeah, they sub it out now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, right no, on. but they were saying just because they don't have the capacity to do all the yeah. pillars at once. We want to basically have enough properties under management where when we flip the switch and we change, we're not paying them anymore. We now have enough to pay employees. The with, uh, with like we could take six. The one, you know, the, whatever. I we learned a couple. We did a building on. Uh, do 12. we know? Do you, yeah, and refill. D- dare I say? Dare I say refill? Mm-hmm. We did a uh, 
We did a property on 12th and Locust. I'm, in. um, uh, no. I'm interested. Love that address. So yeah. 12, 20, it was 12, 22 was Locust. It no, no, it was 49 apartments. Oh, shit. Um, we oh, did 12, that. 20, wait. <laughs> 12 yeah, it's, it's across from Veg. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we did the Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. So that was my father-in-law's company. We did. Wow. Yeah, so I worked for him for for years and a lot of a lot of experience came out of that and then I ended up going on my own. But um we did that property. The biggest mistake that we've made and I can teach it to you now is we thought we <laughs> and could And I can teach it I to you now, you now yeah, for okay. a simple flat rate of <laughs> 1 million dollars of Grant t- Grant Cardone dollars. <laughs> Did you see that shit just happen real time? He's no, transitioning. The, uh, <laughs> His gray hair's going great, dude. He's gonna have a jet parked out back in no time. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing push-ups. You guys know he? You guys know he has a twin? Yeah, Grant has a brother. Oh, not a twin. Yeah, uh, they, they look identical. I don't think they're twins. I think so his brother's older. Than the him. biggest mistake we made, and so we're talking about a building. You know, let's say a building that size would generate. Uh, Million dollars, a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars cash flow, right, or whatever. But like maybe, maybe like sixty or seventy thousand dollars cash flow uh, a month, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So every month that you don't get it, you lose that value that you never get back. Right. The biggest mistake we made was trying to do the initial lease up in house because mm-hmm. we had a lot of apartments and we were managing the turnovers. We turn over like 30 percent of our of our properties every year, but we had a staff to lease that up. However. When we tried to lease up the bigger buildings, because we kept getting bigger and bigger, like 50 units, 60 units, 70 units, we couldn't bring in that many agents to do that initial lease up. And we lost three months of revenue. Hmm. And that when you calculate that over on the capital event that you get when it's stabilized, it ended up costing four or 500000 on the money because the opportunity cost of the money right. you couldn't get it back for three or four months so right. then we ended up hiring some people like the the condo shop or you Angela, just give them like one month worth of rent give them what, it doesn't matter what you give them because yeah. the faster they lease it up you get that capital event faster and all that money turns around and spends and burns right it's kind of like exponential how it, it was it was an yeah. exponent when we did the analysis on it it was like hundreds and hundreds of thousands like fuck we really fucked it up thinking the ego got that in the way we're like yeah. oh we want to lease this up ourselves we want to be in the control start calculating how much money you're quote-unquote saving yeah, right, by you, not you calculate how much you save right, right? And, then, not. and then the other mistake goes like you know as we built these buildings we do a lot of like uh the biggest one we do is like the high building on 13th and uh wood whatever uh third Callahill, something like that. Oh, okay. uh, Callahill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just making up streets. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, I haven't heard of Wood Street. It's Wood Street, but anyway. Right. Um, uh, Is it the? <laughs> that was the first one we learned where, like on the other buildings we did, we'd argue with the, we'd argue with like, like a subcontractor over like a $20,000 change order. And sometimes mm-hmm. the change order is like the generator or the, the elevator company. Right. right. You get rocked by those fucking sure. guys. Yeah. But you argue over a change order for two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and you realize, man, that was a $10,000 change order. We argued for three weeks, delayed the whole project. We could have been in here three weeks sooner. Yeah. How much is that fucking worth? Yeah. So at the end of the project, you just got to fucking pay and get it done, because the faster you get it done, the faster you get that non-recourse financing, mm-hmm. you get that franny ready money, and you just bail. Right. Which That's is the, really comes back to like having the right people in place in the beginning yeah. and then doing all that. Yeah. Like yeah. it really, I'm. That's why we always say like pe- when people are like, "Oh, we're gonna do what you guys are doing." We're like, <laughs> "Come on come, in, come on in." Yeah, like you can't. You can do what we're doing, but like it's all about. It really comes down to each person that we have doing everything. Yeah, 
And like that whole system come down. That's like what makes it all successful. It's not really just like, there's no simple, there's no, like I, like I tell people, it's really not just like one to say, it's not one person. It's not one to say, like it's every day, every day, all day, nonstop. And then eventually you reach an end of a road where you're like, oh, okay. You want to hit, you want to hear one of the craftiest moves in the business? Absolutely. (laughs) Since no one listens to the podcast, fuck it. Um, (laughs) There was a, there's a big, there's a big, uh, we'll call them like the, the mailbox brothers. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll call them the mailbox okay. brothers. Right. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Right. The, the, yep. mail, the mailbox brothers had a building and what they would do is crafty because they built this building. They had a fight with, you know, like a bunch of organized people. They had fights. And so they built, spent a lot more they money. Had, they than had a blow up mouse. They had a blow up. Yeah. They had a big mouse. Right. <laughs> and so like they had a lot of money that they were like out and they're like, fuck, we need to recoup. We need to sell this building. So they couldn't sell it. It was tough times for them. It was like 2014, 15, whatever it was. They couldn't quite sell it. So then they refinanced. But before they went and refinanced, they went to Andrew, who was a tenant. They're like, look, man, I know, you're, I know your rent's like 2200 a month. What if I, what if I said you're, you get two months free, but you pay me 2800 a month? And Andrew's like, man, I'm going to save $1,200. And then, and then these mailbox guys are like, hmm. Do you think the bank's actually going to look at the leases and see what the back end of that lease looks like? Nah. They're just going to look at the cover page. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden they submit a rent roll that's like 30% higher. And then on a four cap, that became millions of dollars. Yeah, it happened. And then they refinanced that shit out. And they're like, whoa, we got a lot more money out than we're supposed to. Yeah. There's all these little things that these little crafty guys do that's like, look. You it's gotta- not illegal. It's just... Not legal. It wasn't illegal. <laughs> they, just, they just banked on the fact that the For whoever sure. the debt well, partner was wasn't going to dig into I'll, the leases. I'll yeah. tell. I'll tell a similar story that involves a DUI. <laughs> Not me, but a, is it uh, in a golf cart? No, no. <laughs> so Actually, you can't get one in a golf cart. I checked. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If you had a horse, though, maybe if you had like a dolphin in the front seat, and, <laughs> I don't know. But you, so a, a a guy I know was driving home intoxicated lost control of his vehicle drove through a bunch of trees and bushes into like down and like kind of like just like launched into a a, like eight foot lower parking lot in a restaurant parking lot along this road gets out of the car fine but his car he ditches the car against these other cars i'll come back for it tomorrow starts walking up this main road towards continues the path towards home the cop stops and offers him a ride he accepts the ride, gets home. <laughs> Cop wishes him a fine, fine evening. Salutations. The next morning, the cops find the car in this this lot. They tie it back to the address. They figure out this cop drove this guy home. <laughs> right. Cop's not happy about it. Like, yeah, I won't say if my friend's the drunk guy or my friend's the cop right, or right. if I'm friends with both of them. Because <laughs> that's a scenario that could happen. They go to court and they have it out in front of the judge. And the cop is like, you lied to me. And the drunk guy goes, I did my job, you did yours. <laughs> <laughs> and he got off. Yep. That's really funny. So I'm gonna use that story for precedent. If a so bank ever comes at me, he's like, "You gave away free month." Like, <laughs> let me tell you a story. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, is that right, right. or is it wrong? 
I don't because like know who if it's right or wrong. Who right? is the ultimate? Who is the ultimate power? I guess on they got to cover because like, like legal, there's a service anyway. Yeah. So because right, exactly. like he got away from the cop. Like it's like co- like you can make that argument. You could say no, that's not right because it's morally wrong. He lied to the police, or like Jesus doesn't love drunks. Like whatever your mm-hmm. argument is, you kind of have to be appreciative of the person who's like pushing that opportunity. No, I th- I think I, that the yeah, the, the, the Pony Express guys, they've done a hell of a job pushing the envelope, and I think they've made Philly better, mm-hmm. for sure, with what they've done, because they've, they've helped a big problem that we used to have. Mm. Um, but I'm more so speaking on, like, there's there's an individual um, that I met um, through friends of high school, like, in high school. He, he was already out of high school, and this individual had, like, dyslexia, like, all kinds of problems, but lived in, like, a million-dollar house, emancipated from his parents, like, all this kinds of crazy shit. Sweet. I mean, he's now, he's now like, been in Forbes a bunch of times. Like, yeah. he's really successful. Um, he started buying, like, figuring out a way when, when they were in high school, a little bit before me, how to, like, um, if I remember the story correctly, like, he just, like, was always wheeling and dealing and just figured out a way to, like, get cell phones recycled that you didn't want anymore and wholesale them to a country that didn't have that technology. What a niche. And then from there, he went to this thing. And then from there, he went to, like, hey, if Target has this many trash pickups a week and you reduce that to this many trash pickups a week, I can save them this many millions of dollars. Why don't I just call them and tell them that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding you. I'm not fucking kidding you. I mean, how did you M- turn mixed that in into mixed like in with like him? mixed in within like two years of like kite surfing, right, right. a little poker career. Like Dude, there was just there. like money just created because right. like you're thinking outside of where everybody else is limited to. For sure. And like coming back to like the participation trophy is if like you're constantly showing your kid the easy bait. Yeah. And there's everybody in the world is going after the easy bait. By the time you're an adult, there is none of that. Right. There's none left. There's well, nothing. In the real world, that isn't y- a thing. Yeah, you don't. You have all these unhappy. Like you look on Instagram, and it's like, oh my god, I just, I just can't deal with the anxiety. Like there are people with it, real, real issues, and yeah. I respect that. But there's also people where it's just like, you've just never been ready for getting punched in the face every day yeah. like what you're dealing with your anxiety i can't respect it right now right because like all it is is because like you've never just sat down and taken a breath and being and been honest with yourself like this is how it is right i need to hard to fuck up yeah i need to like i need to get better at this i need to like i need to go get groceries before i run out of food like yeah it's like there's all these like little things that i just think people just brush off as anxiety you guys mm-hmm. know david goggins goggins is my boy <laughs> you gotta get him on the podcast. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'll get I'll get a list of like famous jujitsu people on here before I'll ever get David Goggins. I don't even know how you get David Goggins. I think he just shows up. <laughs> yeah, he just runs here. Yeah, <laughs> like I think I think you just dangle a pair of sneaker sneakers on the power lines with his signature <laughs> on the bottom, and eventually he just shows up. Who's like, David Goggins? David Goggins is a Navy SEAL that worked for Jocko Willink, and he was the he was the primary bodyguard to like the first prime minister of Iraq. Uh, he's an air force uh, pararescue or air force combat controller, army ranger, and a Navy seal. He's got like, he's, a, he's only got to do three. Can we do a podcast? He's, like he's, he's, he's also, he really sets the tone. Yes. So that dude also <laughs> is <laughs> in dripping sweat, so ultra run 
He's an ultra runner. <laughs> Dave, uh, he's and, been on Rogan before, right? And yeah, 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 watch yeah. Or, uh, Iron Man. Get his uh, his audio book. Like I, I, I read to the, the gym. Like it's Fucking like I love audio, audio book. And I listen to you, it in the you wrote gym. the book. What'd you say? I read the book. Yeah. I read, dude. Have I put it up, on, dude. Audiobook? I put it up on my story when it did came out. I was like, "Did you fuck read it?" No, I probably didn't. Yo, did you? You got to get the audio book if you just read it. Well, because I because wanted, like I want to get shit. yeah. Because he speaks in between yeah, the dude, chapters, it's, and it's like so. You cool, ever gone so. next level and go with book dude, Tyler, and audio yourself. at the same fucking time? Holy like shit! Like on a plane, and you're like fucking. You're not even reading, but you're highlighting. Yeah, you're just dialed in. I have it, and then you put it at one point five speed. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, we're back. Watch him struggle. Yeah. Yeah, David Goggins. Um. The Goggins is the shit. If you've if one one thing I've I've like said to John though before is you've never heard Jocko Willink mention David Goggins. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't even know they were related because well, David I Goggins. I never knew that. David Goggins in the community doesn't have a great reputation. Well, I would imagine though because of the way that he speaks about like seals during. Well, it's more so he everything. just like rubs everybody. He just rubbed everybody in the whole yeah. military community the wrong way. How about he would do well, things he talks like about that too, he would though. do things like I I know a couple of people that like still work in that cool. profession yeah. and they would say they would hear him like he would go he would run 26, 26 miles or twenty four miles like the night before like a big op right and they'd be like the commanders would be like in his fucking face like why the fuck were you out running like you just ran a goddamn marathon <laughs> we're going out on a fucking two day to like, like and he'd be like know me, dude. and he'd be like he'd be like, you don't know me son. <laughs> or some shit like that. Like he's hardcore, but at a certain yeah. at a certain like he has one speed, and sometimes he doesn't. It's think. yeah, it's Goggin speed. Yeah. The one thing I did take away from all of the stuff from him is like stretching and stuff like that, and the importance of that because he goes into like the so he talks a lot about like the psoas muscle. Yeah. It's the muscle that connects your like lower you spine know how through to your how head. To stretch that mm -hmm. really. You want to that, show? <laughs> I, I don't that's know. where all the I need that stretch. <laughs> that's where all the back problems. You want to get yeah, real gay sure. right now? <laughs> we'll, I, uh, we'll turn the lights down. I used to have real bad. I used to throw my yoga mat out. Like, Dude, like I wanted that? to comment on the meditation center across the hall. Yeah. Yo, yeah did you guys use it? Awakened. You can comment no, on it. He's. Uh, <laughs> I think he's gonna come in here one day because he asked he like, asked this, he asked me for the podcast and we're like oh shit dude and he has like he'll have like meditation sessions and shit and like yeah. there'll be like four ladies walk in and they're all looking at us and like we have a bunch of dudes in here like laughing throwing grenades back and forth like <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh man this is a definite dichotomy between these two locations yeah I think they regretted leasing us the space next to the meditation place I think somebody <laughs> got scolded for that yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they were like, you least Jonathan and Andrew, what space? <laughs> the meditation guy's going in there next week. And we're like, already moved in to unpack. And we're like, we're in here. <laughs> can't, can't move, move us. Table out. <laughs> Podcast set up. Noise complaint within 24 hours of being here. Your music's too loud. You're playing trap rap music. You can't do that. Yeah, dude. Do you, guys, do you guys work here for the real estate business as well? Or is this just Yeah, this is, just, this this is, is our Ponzi scheme right here. This is everything. Yeah, we're, so we're, to be honest with you we're, we're we're gaming for this retail space around the corner here like next the strip mall? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that'd be awesome so that it's would be cool berkshire hathaway or it's a liquor store berkshire hathaway indian restaurant vacancy postal service and we want vacancy but I it smells like postal service. it's well i mean we're gonna take <laughs> it them out like curry. <laughs> it smells like curry they want premium rent so they said something back to me i know they don't listen to this um, <laughs> they want. I'm going to tell them. Like, I hope they listen to this so I can tell them the deal and how it's going to go. So what I'm going to say back to them and like, because they asked me like, oh well, what do you? It's a retail zone. What do you plan on doing? And I'm like, 
selling fucking houses and cabinets. <laughs> Just like Berkshire Hathaway. They got a bunch right. of, like... Right. I, that's Nobody's ever in That's true. Nobody, it's vacant. They it's next to the yeah. window sign. More so, retail than Berkshire. So I'm like, okay, let me think about this. Let me think about my response here. Because they sent us back a response. like, And I, I was like, all right, very cordial. I was like, all right, well, this is what we intend on doing with it. Because you don't. They were very like, well, did you, it is zoned for a one development, and I was just like, and I was like, okay, thanks for giving me that real estate lace lesson on what retail zoning means to the home builder. Thank you, thank you very much. Why do they care? So I was, it's vacant. Whatever, exactly. It, it's been vacant for a while. Yeah, it's right. been vacant since we've moved into here, which is almost. A decent amount of time, so <laughs> almost a decent amount. Yeah, of time. it's not it. a year, yeah, but it's right. decent. Yeah. No, it's you've worth been here for eight months. You can shake a stick at it. Yeah, right. boom, done. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> That's real mean. estate talk. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I say back to them what we plan on doing. They go, okay. Now we've now we've reached out to the first person. They're like, we don't. You need to talk to so and so. So we reached out to that person. That person responds back to me. CC and the first fucking person I responded to. <laughs> so then they respond back to me. They're like, oh, okay. Well, do you want me to? Connect you with so-and-so to see if that would be permissible. Be like, so I got to talk to a third fucking person to figure out if you can lease me a space and make money off me. Understand. Okay. So now you're next <laughs> to the Indian restaurant. We digress. So they, they send me the prices and everything. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. No wonder it's <laughs> no wonder it's vacant. They want my fucking left kidney for the space in between the postal service and the Indian restaurant. The postal service is going out of business. And the Indian restaurant... Doesn't the pee doesn't not everybody wants to smell like curry. We'll get it out there. So I'm like thinking, so I'm like, what do you say back to this? These shitty prices. I'm, I'm like, you know what? We're gonna forego renting the the rental space right now until after the election. And then next line. Do the do these spaces get more expensive as you get further away from the Indian restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> like a passive way of saying you need to charge me less because i'm out like because i walked in there and i'm like i like the space it does smell like indian but i like indian nobody else does yeah so i'm like all right this I mean, is a any problem strong smell is a factor yeah it's a factor so well, like that's they, the biggest sense here's the biggest thing to blow your way they say that you smell the change of smell only you don't smell the smell, but you change. You smell the change of a smell. So when you're oh, in there, yeah, yeah, so when okay. you're in there, right, once you smell, smell it, it yeah, you we're just gonna have to open a hookah shop. Thing. Yeah, you only. So next time <laughs> you know, you can like only uh, smell the change of smell. I was gonna like one of my dude. I had so many That's answers an that were just like thing. ridiculous. I was like, we're actually thinking about opening a. <laughs> like a Make America Great Again store, <laughs> or something like that. Because like <laughs> they they rented free yeah, space upstairs to one of the Democrat reps. Yeah, what, yeah. what if we just become like a congress, an up, a nonprofit? No, an inspiring congressperson, and we need a free nice. space. They gave the free space up to this dude. Wait, one of us has to run for Congress. Yeah, as a Democrat, or else you ain't getting a free space. <sighs> Fuck, who would that be? I don't. I've said enough weird things, but you have a. I don't know. I don't know. I've said like I've said things to a lot of people. We're, we're gonna have to have a lot of people. You grew up shit. in a smaller town than me. Yeah, I've been on a roll. Yeah, my name's Andrew. This guy knows. You might have to be the guy that cleans up <laughs> the what, mess. What was up with the Kanye thing? Running, running for well, president to split the vote. He knows that what was, he's doing. Yeah, he's a Trump supporter. He's splitting the Democratic vote, dude. That's what I picked out too. Interesting. He, I, I, I think, him. I, I he think only he, registered. I think he in ate the, in, his, in the his cereal without milk the, the morning he decided to do he, that. Though he, he noticed only, too. Trump was like all about it. 
Of like, course, yeah, it the, splits the vote. No, 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 for sure. No Trump supporters not going to vote for Trump because Kanye. Dude, we've talked about this before. It's because people don't. People have no idea what anybody is fucking doing ever, and then they don't follow <laughs> up on it. Yeah, right. It's really like there's there would be so much like I get into conversations with people online, and like the one thing I said to somebody, and then I literally just sent it to John. I was like, nobody knows what's going on because nobody knows what happened last time, or last week, or like so right. you're like, oh, this person's a racist. It's like, okay, tell me when he was a racist right. or this whatever individual. What did they Not specifically even do to give show me that specific, and it's just was. like. Fuck you! I don't have to convince you of your privilege. Right? It's like, damn, the weakest excuse what? ever. Which is might what? be which might be the most racist comment people make. The white privilege True. thing actually might be, be calling someone white privilege. Uh, you may I'm, be the most racist thing someone could do mm. because they're just saying you're white privilege. I'm just because I'm privileged. And I'm can like, I also it. just say like this narrative really really hurts young people who are not white. If you're not white, if you're a kid. And you're growing up and you're told constantly that, hey, you can work really hard. But if a white person's working less hard than you, they're going to get further than you because they have this privilege. So why even bother trying? Right, yeah, right. That's such That's a like good point. That's like the worst message you could ever give a kid. They're so Well, they're there's so that so hypocrisy. There's hypocrisy across where there's that. Then there's things like LeBron James coming out and getting super political on the scene when he's wearing sneakers made by almost Right. Modern slave labor conditions right. and making the, a lot of money. So it's like you can tie all these threads. Like you literally just dangle them off of the ceiling and you just pull them and it's like, oh man. And then you're like, yeah. Oh man. You're like, do I dare I pull another one? Because right. that's every day I, you I, can go out there and I find got this two stuff. Things. For sure. You know, the, the chick running for Baltimore Congress. You know, uh, yeah. Girl. The, uh, the girl who came out saying video. very, it was brash. She, she, she gave, yeah. she gave everyone a hard time that she, that Trump endorsed her because she, they, they were calling like this is bullshit. They're just capitalizing. That's who that I mean, was. I didn't. Now I understand so, what so that they're saying. That like because Trump endorsed her because she was black from this thing. Like that's the most racist thing. And she's like, and she writes on her Twitter feed. May I remind you that Joe Biden just spent four months courting which black person he, he didn't say courting. Right. He said she said playing whack a mole. Whack a mole. <laughs> she did say whack a mole. She said Joe Biden <laughs> and his campaign just spent three months playing whack a mole. With three <laughs> women of color. Yo, how ridiculous is it, though, to say, hey, I'm going to pick a woman of color? Like, how That's do you re- pick the best person? And I actually even think if well, it happens exactly to be a pick, woman of they color. They didn't actually pick Joe Biden, who's the best person. Well, they didn't, well, they didn't pick course, the best person either because you have Kamala Harris, Kamala, whatever. Everybody's getting ripped up for her name. She, dude, that woman in, in, the, in the past two weeks has come out numerous times with statements that, like, completely avoid due process. We don't. She literally said on that one shooting where that guy is now being allegedly he was a a little rapey. I don't know. Before that situation happened, if somebody raped your sister or your wife or anything, you would have been like, let's fucking let's curb him now. And now it's like all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 no. It's the same thing with burning your business down kind of conversation. It's like, okay, but what if your sister or, or somebody was raped? I'd be like, who called the cops? Right. Not me. We just took care of it. Like, what rape? Yeah. It's just like that dude doesn't. What dude? Like yeah. it's just like, and I'm like, for everybody to stand back and be like, this guy is just like a a savior. That's what is so flawed about the whole conversation and is unfortunate. Is like, if you if BLM and all of these things had a had legitimacy to their way of doing this change, they wouldn't have to martyr pieces of shit. 
I'll come out and say, this, like, you're you're if you're being investigated for a rape and you're at the person's house that like you you're, like like you're not well, and now you're put on a pedestal. It's like you couldn't have found somebody that was like you couldn't have found the kid that was that was shot by police in the back seven times and is now paralyzed and like was like selling Girl Scout cookies to help his sister pay for like right. her soccer team. It's like, no, it's like you find these people and you martyr them. And then a couple weeks after the hype is just burned down a city, it's like the facts come out and everybody's like, oh yeah, we're not sorry about that. Cause we just, it, it, it well, it's already facts, under the facts don't matter. It the doesn't. So, and that, that plays out in our politics. It plays out like in everything. Nobody goes back and be like, you just said that two weeks ago. It's just like, it's forgotten because so much shit comes out. The so media fast. has no, no longer due process. No longer. They can investigate. They always have to jump to the quickest story for right. the clicks. They have to get the story out. Cause if they don't, the other news agency is going to get the it's, story. It's out. headline news. It's headline news. The one thing that I found interesting was LeBron and them were like doing the NBA strike. And Michael Jordan's the owner of the Charlotte Bobcats, and like I caught this from a couple places, he had a call with Chris Paul, who was head of the the Players Association. Mm -hmm. And I guess the call lasted like fifteen minutes, and after that, everyone's like, "Yeah, we're going no." Back. Michael Jordan was late to the call. Yeah, the call lasted fifteen minutes because he was like a couple he, minutes late. He, the second he, he got on, he said, like, ripped everyone. He pretty much yeah. said like, "Get the fuck back to work and shut the fuck up." <laughs> and all of a Jordan. sudden. They all went back. Right. But there was also the. There's also that's what, power. Well, that's like his that thing with like power. Like he was like uh, when he was in the league, people were ripping him up for not doing more for social justice. And he's like, well, yeah, but Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, it's true. It's but, business, but like the dude. fact dude. that like yeah, I mean that's a whole other conversation. But, but, but the Republican that, thing. That but amount like, of power that someone has to have that be late for a call, spend a few minutes on the yeah. call, and all of a sudden the entire league. That, I, that I would like to attribute that to his power, and I do, but you have to examine, like, the financial facts. They, once they announced that the NBA wasn't going to pay the players, hmm. they weren't, we're like, we're not going to find you, but nobody's getting paid for the games that you don't show up to. Literally, when that announcement was made, the very next day, nobody, the news didn't be like, oh, all the players are going back because they said they weren't getting paid. Hmm. That was never talked about. It's like, oh, they worked yeah. out a deal. It's like, no. Michael Jordan's like, dude, you motherfuckers aren't getting paid. Like, what are you doing? People are, <laughs> this is sports. Like, the, nobody wants politics in this shit. This yeah, sports exactly. people are trying to get away from politics. That's my biggest well, problem the with the sports people. 100%. It's like, you're allowed to have your opinions. But it's the same thing with, like, politics or, like, what we do. Like, you, when you choose to be LeBron, you are taking the responsibility of being a representative to, like, your team, your family, like, what, like, uplifting the youth like yeah. you have your you have your duties as an athlete opening your mouth about politics isn't one of them like if you're a retired athlete f all day go ahead at it but once you if you're a part of an organization and a team you you have a duty to like you don't see navy seals or army rangers or any of those dudes like who are mostly conservative type people like you don't like they are taught we don't talk about the president Mm -hmm. He's our president. You have a job. You, we have, we are here to do a job, and talking about him is not part of our job. So, like, we don't have like, and like, it's so unfortunate that we don't look at those people as like high performing athletes and pay them as such because like they're putting their bodies on the line, they're working out all day, they're yeah. coming to work delivering just as hard as the athletes. But like, the athletes have it's all these opportunities to like, sound off yeah. and like give their two cents. It's like I've always been a huge person in this, like, you can relate to, like, holding the standard. I've always been a huge person 
that believed in, I do not take advice from people that either aren't where I want to be yeah, or like have been there. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, when I look at these athletes sounding off to their community, like rise up or do this, you have ice cube going, like, we need to take this back. We want reparations. I'm like, the damage you are doing like is so disheartening because like you have a duty to do do something and like you're just doing the complete opposite and like fucking every the worst like part it, is that you're in a position take, to make change and you're not right and they and they 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 take this excuse of compassion it's like i don't know if it's real compassion or fake compassion but that's their excuse for sometimes they want to be heard right Man. but it's just like it's the it's the most detrimental thing that they could do for these communities could, and then they you, just wipe off any other argument with this excuse of this of the compassion because you're teaching and, and i feel bad for the young kids yeah that emulate a lot of these athletes and we all remember what it was like when we emulated an athlete when you're young right you're 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 pretending to be them out in the driveway yeah for sure. or paul walkers you're shooting fadeaways <laughs> you're driving real fast like i get it right but that that five six seven eight Maybe not quite nine, but that five to eight year old hears like the social injustice. They hear LeBron James. They hear all that going on. They hear the ice cube saying like we want reparations. That's that's damage that's probably never going to be undone because they've now been forced into it. Like the politics in school and the conversations that are getting out to kids, mm-hmm. even if if you leave the news on in your house and you have kids, I think that it could be the the biggest sense of like limiting the kit, the child's viewpoint. Cause you're for, like, you, if you it's leave, also biased, I have two, yeah. I have, I have buddies. That's a fucking scary thing when, because I saw, I read a I read a, a story that was written by a friend of mine that turned into like a viral thing. And it was about the tooth fairy and her daughter. And she was like putting her kid to bed and she was, the, her daughter asked if she should wear her mask to bed in case the tooth fairy would give her coronavirus. And I was like, as a fuck, um, and they're in a predic- particular situation where they have to quarantine a little bit more aggressively because of this girl's mom lives yeah. with them and, and in a situation. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like as a yeah. parent moment, like, it's like and she fear. was venting about this. She was like, Dude, yeah. I, I just like, I, I like, I didn't, like I, it was like a smack in the face right and then like going back to like what you guys were saying and like your point is like what what do you say though because like there's all these examples of what not to say but like what do you well, say here's the thing is if you're in a position of someone who made who was in a from the hood made it out your message is not oh i did this but no one else can do it your message is hey i did this and everyone else can do it so like, that, wh- that's what it needs to be but their message exactly. is always hey you you know there's this it exists oppression Th- it's working against you yeah. it's gonna attack You're you never keep you down be able to get out. you have to fight you have to shoot the fucking mayor of your town crazy so if I were one of these people and like I actually thought a lot about this like what do you say to uplift and it's like honestly you acknowledge the situation like okay yeah mm-hmm. this happened yeah you say like okay you like there's some things that are unfair and then you just say like look like you have a choice to either like choose this narrative to keep you down or just ha- like like acknowledge it and like we have to ha- like just keep hammering like there's mm-hmm. no there's so much stopping right now it's like yeah. we have to stop because in america in my opinion like, nothing's ever going to really get better because we're not like a wound doesn't get better unless it's just it 
it goes through the healing process and I very much feel like everything is still being like ripped open every day. It's like yeah. either new stuff or like people just want to bring up the like same just, stuff. Like they just release. Somebody needs to stop and just be in like. Bu- in Buffalo, New York, a shooting that happened in March. I don't know a lot about it yet, but you, you hear it when you're. I listen to a lot of POTUS on Sirius XM. I don't know why. It's like very. He also listens to like liberal talk radio. He listens I, I to listen everything. Because I like to hear. I do, I do the same thing. I like I to hear to like what's heavy. going on. I do both sides because yeah. I also you can call both both sides out for bullshit. But for sure, they're saying and there's a they released a body cam footage of someone getting shot in Buffalo, but it was like six months later. Yeah, and now all of a sudden there's it's Rochester. Now all of a sudden there's riots in Rochester today. It's like look, at some point, people are gonna be like, look, we have those body cams so we can persecute. So we can prosecute. We can persecute some people if you want. We can pro- <laughs> so we can prosecute and hold people accountable. But there's definitely a lot of people using social media and all these videos out to leverage against or for their agenda. Of course. And I don't think that's the intent or should be. How big do you think it is? What? The agenda. Like how, like, do you think it's like huge George Soros conspiracy agenda? Or do you think like some people are just time, like have a low emotional intelligence? You know, I have a hard time believing that let's say 400 years ago, you had kings and queens that used to run shit, mm-hmm. right? They had warlords, dictators, whatever. And they were corrupt as fuck because they could be. Because it was only a small family, I have a really hard time believing that those that mindset and that upper echelon of control went away. Yeah, right. I can't. I didn't see where you were going with that. Hmm. Yeah, I I Makes don't a lot of sense. Like, but yeah, but that, it, that, I, don't, like, I, don't I thought he was sound, going the other way. No, yeah. And then he said that, and now I'm like, oh shit. I don't want to sound like a <laughs> flat Earth guy because I'm, but it's like. <laughs> They're talking. They're talking like they're talking about like an ancient. We've only lived the way we have for like this information age. It's only been since two thousand thirty years, twenty years. Dude, social media is this small in the grand scheme. Have you ever read the book? There's dude. There's a book outside there. Um, you should definitely grab a copy on Amazon. Called Lords of Finance. Grab a copy as I walk out, dude. You you can read it. You'll never finish it. Just get the fucking (laughs) online. Get the audio version, and it's all about how like the banking industry got set up now. And my wife read it, and we come from very different places. And I was like trying to teach her about like how money like works and like where it comes from, and like what's all this. the name again? Lords of Finance, oh. and it goes through like the Rockefellers and like the early banking and yeah. you know the gold standard. They had to and put all their this. money. Well, have you ever heard of the creature from Jekyll Island? Yeah, that so book? that's it. Goes through the that. It touches. It touches on. It's like part of the book is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to f- to find out and read and understand, like if you come from like a low low income area like a coal town or something like that like you you read this book and it educates you on how our banking system was like established and each time they failed and like retried it and like where we are now and like how long it's been going on and you're like wait a couple of guys got together on a train negotiated this and then just did that and then they were the fathers of banking and like then you you stop to think and you're like oh wait and then they had kids, and their kids had kids, and those people are still alive. And now you look at like who they are, and you're like, oh shit. But also, and then you're kind of like, like that are all like, about control, right? So, well, what are they so they still maintain years. It's, it's, yeah. it's not about money. It's about yeah, power, exactly. Mm. Right. And 
So it's a really, really and, and educational democracy, thing. Democracy might be the best for, form of camouflage for power. Because you're like, I was elected. Well, mm-hmm. how were you elected? You yeah. were given $100 million to run and get elected? By who? Right. Who the fuck gave you the money? Right. How'd you get elected? All of a sudden, you out campaign the other person with somebody else's checkbook. You out campaign yeah. the person, and there's a reason you're there, and now you have all the power. But you can say it's good because I got elected. So you can understand that too, because you probably have studied like marketing and business, so you understand psychology of people. It's like the person with the best idea doesn't necessarily win. If someone else has more money to spend, and they can get some good marketing out there. I mean, you it's sell a product it's also of marketing, the first not based market. And then they have, they have conferences like Davos. Right. And they have conferences <laughs> like the G15. You're basically yeah. getting the most powerful people in the entire world right. together. And who the fuck knows? That's definitely not. That's I mean, the Bilderberg thing cage. is not even a conspiracy anymore. That, that, like, that's an actual conference. Yeah. It's the Bilderberg conference. Yeah. Like, like, that was a conspiracy it's five, like ten years ago. Everyone puts their phone in a Faraday cage. Did you see this? Phone off conversations. Mm-hmm. And then they all go back to their countries. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, it's you say like how many kids have been found, and like I don't necessarily yeah. like I don't know like I don't know about the whole like pedophile thing. Completely like understand it. You saw the Epstein thing on Netflix. I, I haven't watched that, that yet, but but up. like so like I there's been. Do you know how many kids have been found I by like FBI and everything yeah, in the last couple of weeks? Hundreds, hundreds of kids. They, they bust and it hasn't like, been on the news who at all. Who's talking about past this? couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah, they bust yeah. open like two or three Alabama, rings. Georgia. But the, but, the, but the thing is, it's really? like wait, 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 wait. But, the, but, was, but like, like the sh- thing was, either this was a normal occurrence and we just aren't that we don't care that much about it, or this is going on and nobody's reporting on it. I'd like to think that kids aren't found by the hundreds every month. I watched a movie recently that was about this, mm. and that was Epstein. No, 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 different movie. Just randomly stumbled on it. It's called Traffic, I think. But um, there was a stat at the end. It was like 150, I think billion dollar industry well th- and yeah, they're, I mean, they're saying like no one an, talks about it's an right. ancient and porn's like, like a 20 ancient, billion dollar industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like an ancient <laughs> pedophile crazy. ring that was run by the most powerful people that's and like that, the theory and right? that's and that's it's where like i'm having a hard time thinking okay even a hundred years ago even 50 years ago there was no f- cameras there's no you know, you had to go to a pay phone mm-hmm. there's no cell phones you could pretty much leave your house do whatever you want and come back and only we were talking about having like a family in another town. Yeah, like you, you could do that. Be easy. 30, yeah. 40 years ago. Nobody now. Now, right. now, why would you do that though? I think social media, <laughs> as as bad as it might be, may blow this whole fucking thing up. Yeah, I've thought about that. Yeah, like that's the that's the information travels. The right same now. way that it's just it, maybe it's as bad as, as bad as social media may be on society. Maybe it actually exposes some of the shit that's been going on for thousands of years that's been passed down from kid to kid to kid. Because, again, if you trace back, you're only three or four generations back to, like, kings and queens, and they're like, fuck. They're they're only, like, great-grandfather to the most. It's like, wait a minute. And what do they do? Well, I mean, mean, you talk about the turn of the 20th century. It was, like, the Rockefellers and the, you know, Rothschilds and Carnegie. and uh, Like 1900, right? Or 19, early 1900s, 1901 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Carnegie sold, and he was worth the equivalent of $400 billion. People are making a fuss about Jeff Bezos. He's worth $200 billion, a little less, yeah. something like that. So think about two Jeff Bezoses. And he was selling steel. Yeah. Or, and he was selling all sorts of shit to other major countries. And, yeah. And, and dynasties and kingdoms. I'm so, going to make so moves, dude. I'm going to fucking i'm gonna rockefeller this bitch let's go so what you're saying let's is if it, like dude, some me and this guy. big yeah. conspiracy we got the animals blown open but it catches like social media in the right way 
Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like it's QAnon or that whole conspiracy or QAnon or whatever it's called. Sometimes they get a little bit where Trump is actually blowing it open on purpose, but he's doing it in a way. There's a lot of telling evidence, like after he goes to certain conferences, like a lot of the things that come out of that. After that, a lot of people hedge what he says and Mm -hmm. like make policies against him, and they come back saying that he's evil and all that. But maybe he actually is draining the swamp, and maybe the swamp is more than just America. Maybe the swamp's like the entire world and like how it's structured. And if he gets reelected, we got four years of draining the swamp. Where he he won't yeah. give a fuck now. Yeah, I think He's the momentum's right. already there, whether or not he gets reelected or not, because yeah. the internet's a vicious fucking place. Yeah, honestly, I think if it's not stolen, and I'm not even saying my preference for what happens, I think he's gonna fucking blow Biden out of the water. Like, I don't yeah. think it's gonna be close. Kim, yeah, Unless I'll tell you cheat. genuinely. I, I think I think right. there's very silent for sure. majority. For sure, there's the people that the like people that don't need to put their lawn signs on. People, yeah, right. I mean, and, and like don't want to. There's they're telling afraid sense. of what people. There's are tells do to for you. that yeah, too it's because easy to be, it's easy to be. Who's the NBA guy? That's what I was gonna ask. Like the guy that he so he he sort of like then the he tore his ache, he tore his ache Achilles the day he did this. But he was like the only NBA player that didn't kneel, and his jersey sold oh, out. Yeah. Right, the Orlando Magic guy. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, and he's jersey like a no-name like bench player, and he just jersey just disappeared. Yeah. It's very right. they couldn't keep. But him then on you the have a, the 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 contrast to that you have Drew Brees, mm-hmm. who's oh I wanted to know, talk about him two or three about two or three months two or three months ago. His wife said something, or he said something. They had apologized. Now all of a sudden, he has like his helmet, where it's like he's promoting things that it's like, what happened? How did he turn? And now, you know. First off, and like going back to that, I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot about that when you were talking about something with like at like LeBron or something like mm-hmm. people like that. He he got canceled for like talking about the kneeling thing, right? Oh, that's what it Drew was. Brees right. gives back so much to like that, that community, community right. that for people to come out and like attack him the way they did just shows it, it was more like a, a counterpoint to what I said that like, people just don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. people get mad and, and they're like, "You're mad at Trump," but it's like, "You're yeah. what's unfortunate to me," and I could end up being wrong about this someday. But like when people are like aggressively pursuant on like anti-trump things like outwardly i'm just like you're kind of showing me all your cards yeah you're showing me that like you're not capable of like really really acknowledging because i'm not like a pro-trump guy but like i've been like okay this guy's done some things that like we don't really talk about and like like, it's unfortunate that we don't have the emotional intelligence because of how many participation trophies went out but like it's up to you to go through and be like what did he actually do or what didn't he do or is he actually a racist like everybody just hears these sound bites and then they just bite onto it and then they become zealots. Yeah. And then when I see these and people... And honestly, on both ends, too. It d- it's There's zealots you, on both Oh, for sure. Sides. On both sides, you see them and you're right. like, damn. They're, they're just, you're, they, they don't critically so, think. You're but, an easy kill. But it's selling. Right. And it's selling and, and these CNN and Fox have never made more money yeah. than they're making today. Yeah. Dude, it's insane. Oh, they're, they're loving making, it. They're people making, in the news business are ecstatic about the current state. But it's like the last country. last limp. It is like the last limb. So it's too. like what happens next. Well, so I, I, think, I think more people are tuning into like alternative media. It's you very know? hard to find. Yeah, look right. at Joe Rogan. They start set, right. He fucking moves over to Spotify. They yeah. go back and scrub every episode out of what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Oh Fuck. wait, Spotify did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait wait. Is he Spotify? Do video he, he wouldn't comment. Uh, yeah. Fox News reached out to him and said, "Look." Like he, they won't, he won't comment. He's probably like, "What the fuck?" They literally scr- they took all of his podcasts. Yeah. They got they, rid of like Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter. Wait, are you serious? Um, like Jordan Peterson's 
first of all, they that was scrubbed. Like, what about like Ben Shapiro? Was like a top ten I podcast. Think he, on I there. think he might have gotten scrubbed. They scrubbed a lot wait, 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 out Spotify of Spotify. Like, kicked it out. Like, that's like a big they deal. When, it in the when they ported over the the stuff, yeah, some stuff didn't get ported. I'm surprised that's he's crazy. okay with that. I don't think he is. He hasn't had a public statement in like a couple days about it. That yeah, was crazy. Has, this happened yesterday, yesterday two days ago. Days ago. It happened like the afternoon. I ago. feel like he's someone who would stand up to something against he's that. Go, he's probably going to, but the question is, what does his contract say? Right. Wow. Yeah, he but got, I, he, I he can got imagine. paid. He got paid. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What is the contract like? Yeah, contract. I guess you're gonna see. Well, so what, going what back did, to last Joe, year, does Joe though, Rogan does Joe Rogan stand for it, or does he take the check and run? Right. Right. That would be very interesting because he may just say, "Fuck it, here's your money back. Mm-hmm. Give me my show back." Mm-hmm. Dude, how much money is he making on YouTube right now? Oh, he, yo, he's making seven, if not eight, figures a year, no doubt. If that's me, take your money back all day. Yeah, and keep your authenticity. Yeah. I think he. I would imagine after to listening our, to him for how many point. years I have, that I would think that I would that's think how that he would stand. Well, he's for very something. against yeah. like Sense. that censoring thing. because he right. brings people from all different like walks Poole of life. Comes Poole. on like when he brought Tim Pool in the Tim Twitter Poole got canceled. On. He's off. He's mm-hmm. on. He, he got. He didn't get ported. He didn't. They, scrub, they scrubbed yeah, the they episodes. Scrubbed yeah, yeah. The fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a fucking big deal. The all all the alt right episodes with that one dude, Mil, whatever that fucking. Nazi fuck's name is, <laughs> but it's like, um, but like all the people that he had on that were like just not on the right. liberal side of things, just because right. he was like, look, we should hear these people out, even though we don't agree with so them. He's even making he's that a call behind the scenes in Spotify. It's not out in the opinion. I don't know, but the you know the that's crazy. Yeah. Do you know the person that runs Twitter's editing is related to Kamala Harris? <laughs> no, it was Kamala Harris's previous campaign manager is now the the person in charge. Of Twitter's content screening, that's like even a closer connection. Like her ex campaign manager, yes, is actually the person when, that's in charge. When no, she we'll do a better running, one. When we'll she stopped, yeah, he's got a good one. When she stopped running for president, yeah, he went left and went to Twitter. Is now in charge of who they censor and who they don't. Wow, that's How so about, crazy, dude. If that ain't fucked up, you ready to cry? Listen, this fucked up stat. You've heard of Nancy Pelosi, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you saw the thing with her hair salon. Yeah, yeah. it's a fucking excellent piece of shit. Heard you know who her son-in-law is? No, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. <laughs> That's her son-in-law. <laughs> 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 yeah, the dude who's like keeping the state shut down until twenty twenty-four. Right, she was like, "That's not my rule. It's the governor, whoever that is, made <laughs> that, that rule." That store should she <laughs> she admi- So if you don't know, Nancy Pelosi went to go get her haircut in a salon that was supposed to be shut down because of her. So she went to the salon to get her haircut in a salon that wasn't supposed to be open because of her, and she wasn't wearing a mask. And the salon owner took the surveillance video of Nancy Pelosi visiting, which you think if you're Nancy Pelosi, you can get someone to come to you. (laughs) (laughs) And they ratted her out. Or just, yeah, not. They snitched her out to all the news agencies. They're like, yeah, Nancy says the band, she didn't wear a mask in here, and she came in and we're not supposed to be open. And and now that store, now they're actually trying to take the business license aggressively away from them. Well, Nancy Pelosi hired a lawyer. Did you see this? Yeah, to sue them. She's the third most powerful person in the United States. Right. She's suing them. She came out with a public letter saying that they set her up and like they they misinformed her of the rules and she didn't know the rules or some but he's the shit. third most powerful that's that person accountability in the States. shouldn't she have a little better you know you used to have presidents yeah. right go and like fuck girls go out for their favorite sandwich 
whatever, and nobody found out, mm-hmm. right? They used to sneak out the back door, mm-hmm. run around with one or two secret service, and do whatever they wanted. Like, there's multiple presidents. That Tribute to what you were saying. Everybody had their thing. Yeah. You just tell me that Nancy Pelosi can't figure out how to get her hair cut without someone finding <laughs> out? <laughs> I mean, she, she's like, not the we can, we, can, we can literally get a barber here in 15 fucking minutes. Right. Hey, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Might we're, not even take 15. We're 150 million most powerful person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That might be saying, I don't That's even crazy. know, for half. Can, can we keep that stat? Can we keep moving that stat up? What were the 150 millionth most in, most, most influential influential person in America? There's 327 million people. Do you think we're, we're you think we're the 50? We're, we're definitely over wait. How, how many subscribers now? 50 percent. Are you kidding me? You Sometimes guys I'm scared about saying because I always say there's like four people that listen, and every time I look, it's way more than four, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, it's growing. Oh crap! It definitely sick. every every episode we do, it grows. Nice. And we start sick. to retain people. That's it's, why we're trying to get like, the marketing. Thing like, set oh, up crap. with like so we like, can pump it out. Because if we yeah. had the en- if we had somebody focused on just like putting it out there, because even in you, just this, what are you waiting on to do that? Just other deal like one focus, like my time, yeah. my time. So like my my role is kind of like like John's is zoning lawyers, bankers, finance, like like that, the, just like the managing of the money and like mm-hmm. making sure we're not like he's. I guess he's more like and then we're a little bit different, but he's more you're the Tyler keeping the bolts, like keeping everything going. Well, I'm curious of this, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like the one like, hey John, I think I accidentally just started another business. <laughs> I need you to set the bank accounts up. Don't be mad. <laughs> we, we and John's like, why do we have another business set up? No, and I'm like, but listen. And then he goes, it. and then a couple minutes later, he'll be like, well, that makes sense. So like, he's not like. Never says no, but it's definitely like I'm more like let's do everything. And Jeff's yeah. like whoa, whoa, whoa. So and, he keeps me more the, on on planet Earth. We definitely have also yeah. Funny, we, this and is, we have our home building. Well, fit. we have our built our home building business too. <laughs> yeah. And, and we have to divide that. But then we both do right. so much more other than just that. Right. And, so what's and it? Two very li- so we two different companies. We show yeah. So we we yeah we I show do, probably. Th- 30 to 40 percent of what actually happens in the construction world on social media um some because of privacy concerns for clients um some just because it's too difficult to capture everything that goes on some things are office management um then we have like this little shadow media company um that you know helps certain businesses like sell Hmm. like it's our model but for them kind of thing so instead of like us taking over their business and extorting them and doing some sort of mafia shit and like then having like a hair salon, we're just like, here, you're a six, semi-successful hair salon. Just do this and like let us manage these aspects that you're not good at. Is that the similar to the idea that I sent to you through Facebook, like marketing, getting leads for other like the, like it the, sounds like, like more Tyler, 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 Juice, just like shut George, the fuck up. Like we'll talk George, about this later. Like George, <laughs> like George Jr., whatever that guy's name is. I don't know. Who's that? You get 17 leads for 17 cents. No, no. <laughs> I don't know him, but no, that's yeah. not it. No, so like, no, all, I, yeah. Oh yeah, our thing is, and like this might be what you're doing, is like we are very tactful at like growing a business from the beginning to a certain point. We're not your, we're not your like financial planners. We're not your, um, any of that. That's you. I know. Um, you want me to take that down for you? Yeah. So we're just like, we just help people sell their, sell what they're selling. Right. Cause it, there's some, there's a, 
it's a different kind of world out there. Do you have a niche of people you're looking for in that company? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more so not necessarily niche based on like industry. It's people that have a budget in mind for their business. They're basically not necessarily no budget, but they're like, Hey, we have this idea. Yeah. We want to make it from this idea to something like an actual thing. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it's like a retail product, um, a service, services kind of get a little funky because it's, you know, you're selling that. Like I believe when you're selling a service, you're selling yourself. Right. Because right. like you have to start. It's like tough to market for someone else's Yeah, service. it's it's impossible to market for somebody else's person. Yeah, you right. got to know the ins and outs. of. Yeah, that. so it's more so based in like product-based businesses like hmm. coffee company, um, breweries, right. stuff like that. Right. Especially now, now, especially now, because you can sell liquor online. What about like hypothetically for like greeting cards for conversations that are hard to have? Like, hey, uh, the condom broke last night. So That's one time, thing. one time I won't, I'll, I'll do the political thing and not answer your question. Oh, cool. I'll tell you a story. That's actually what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> um, a friend of mine had an idea for a party one time that we tried to throw and just never happened. It was the too soon party. Okay. It was like you have a party and everybody comes out dressed as something that's too soon to joke about. So if you okay. want to have your okay. t- your breakup <laughs> reading cards marketed, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably the guy for you. So if, 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 if there was a party coming up, that's yeah. an amazing party. Yeah, that's what, an amazing what party. Would you, what would you be? What would I be as too soon? Um. Oh God, that's a dangerous um, question. I know, I know. And don't kick it back. So you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> kick it back. Wait, I like. We, so we, I'll we, answer we, you. You gotta wait till he gets set up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah Which awkward pause. <laughs> John, John's, is, John's back. This is the question of the session. Yeah. So the question of the session is, if we had the too soon party, you know the too soon party idea that Ariel won't let us have. Oh, okay. Yeah. You dressed up. What would you come dressed up as? The too soon party again, where it's like you come dressed up as something that's too soon to joke about. So it's like if you came dressed as like a plane crash, and there was like yeah. a recent plane, or like you came dressed as like Kobe's pilot. <laughs> oh god, it's a really good. <laughs> this is a really good opportunity for you guys to just beat the cancel mob. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, how do you dress like that? You, you just come you dressed as a pilot. Blackface. You find out what the dude's name is, and you I just. Think, I think I'd oh, figure out how to make myself look like Joe Biden, and just be have dementia. Wow, because he's yeah. definitely getting the Twenty Fifth Amendment on his ass. That's too soon to joke what, about. That's like right now to joke about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what would you do? What was yours? Well, you didn't answer yet. No, because I didn't. I was it. trying to think of something <laughs> like super <laughs> abrasive. I was like trying to think of something to like really get me canceled. Yeah. <laughs> really I was like, you know what? This podcast is really exhausting. I don't want it anymore. We <laughs> 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 just, <laughs> just <laughs> throw in the towel on this too soon. Yeah, <laughs> um, we can come back to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Like, th- it's not that I don't want to answer. It's just that I don't have any good. Like, I don't yeah. have anything good to say. Yeah. That's like just keep the thought fun- flowing in the back, and maybe right at the end. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna wait until like. Like the highest viewership of the week on my Instagram story, and just be like, "Yo, Tyler, I thought <laughs> what we were gonna do," and then just tag you guys and be like, "I'm gonna come dressed up as like a gunshot victim or something." I'm gonna be Derek Shelvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, 
So uh, no one will watch the podcast. They'll just see that. Yeah, they'll just see that pretty much. Just that bit, and I'll be great. But um, yeah, it was just. There's so much to going on that's too soon that like what do you especially now or just information there's, overload yeah there's a lot that's too soon right now too much yeah and then I'd have to go back and like make sure it's actually valid because nobody goes back and facts fact when, when do you right? think it'll go back to real life I don't think it is November fifth <laughs> yeah yeah twenty twenty one is maybe when Maxine kills herself <laughs> yeah maybe I don't know then they're not afraid anymore <laughs> would I I kind of I kind of I saw all of this coming, but not like what ha- what is like happened. Yeah. Um, I was l- expecting craziness too, but not last year. I was kind of look like I went to my first degree was in economics. I'm a huge like just nerd in that stuff, and I'm like with Trump's Trump is riding the econ- like the economic boom, whether or not it's up to him, like his attribution right. or not, like. We can debate that in 10 years when all the data is available. But whether or not it's him, whatever. But it's his presidency, great economy. Like The only way the Democrats will win the next election is if the economy were to suck. And, like, this is last November, and I'm, like, saying to my wife, and, like, we, mm-hmm. she literally can be like, I can almost remember the night you said this. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't see how they would ever, like, Everything's so good for everybody. Like right. everything is great for everybody. Like right. the only way it could be bad is if it wasn't good. And then the virus came around, and I'm like, "Holy fuck! This is the opportunity to make everything suck for everybody." And then John and I were like, "Yeah, it's going to be pretty bad." And it's still to like where it is. I don't even think he and I talked. Like we didn't. We didn't see the race war coming. Yeah. We didn't see the didn't race see war coming. coming. I. Right. I, I uh, we talked so about the economy. We saw the riots coming. We, we saw the riots coming. We called the riots, yeah. but I didn't know they were going to be race riots. Yeah, we thought like we called all like of this, but be like, s- like COVID starvation. Because right. if you look at like what was happening, social China, starvation. What was, right. what was coming to America from China, whether it was real or not? Where's all the bleeding people like, that were like dying like, from their? They were having like, like people just yeah. falling over yeah. right. in the street, and they had they were locking people oh in apartment God, buildings. Oh my God! I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah like where'd all those videos go? Where did that street. happen? That didn't happen here. Yeah. Nobody right. died in Wawa. They had like right. cages. <laughs> they built hospitals that look like jails. Yeah. Right. Well, that, none do you of that happened. The news showed a hospital in Italy at the crisis at the the yeah. peak of Italy's yeah. virus, and they said it was New York. Do you remember yeah, that? I do. Well, you had to really get on deep Twitter to really find. Like he was finding some good stuff. Some crazy. I have shit. a I have a friend who works. I think it was all fake. Works in Italy. The whole thing. I, I gotta go back to that. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Wait, so like. What? So like. But here's the problem I have is like I have a friend who works in Italy. She has since become an Italian citizen. She she wanted to be Ital- Italian her whole life. Is Philly Italian. Yeah. And she made this fucking post, and it was like black and white, and her work walking towards like some shit, like the Vatican or something like that. And it was like, you guys are all going to lose this many people, this, that, or the other thing. And I like showed my wife. I'm like, holy fuck, it's coming. Get load the load the car. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know where we're going. Just load it. And we, like we had like I, points we were going to go to. And I'm like reading up. this through this, and I like showed John. I'm like, dude, like she's saying, like we're all like. And you know what? I uh, like several times every now and then I'll be driving to work in the morning and I'm like, Italy's up right now. I want to call this bitch and be like, yo, none of this happened. Mm-hmm. All this like drama, all this drama. And now I see you're like taking pictures of like the Amalfi Coast or wherever the fuck you are. Like, 
where's all this ter- where's all this chaos like you literally said like you are going to lose at least this many people like and none of this happened or like in the beginning when we were really hyped up or john was really hyped up in vegas and everything people are literally like like bleeding to death and like yeah. killing over and i'm like holy shit that looks really fucking serious yeah. like i don't know if i can like say something kind of, uh like joking about this right now. I don't really like, I don't really know. And like none of that happened. And we don't even talk. Nobody talks about the fact that we were all shown around that time. Like, all right, you know what? We got to unleash the fucking what, sharks with lasers on their heads. <laughs> what if it wasn't like a bioweapon or what? What if it was an information war of what they released out of the country to our country? I think yes. Corona is yes. real, it, but it, they ran the it up. Corona the might be, the Corona is definitely real. It's a horrible mm. flu. Yeah, but the people dying them. Remember, they were spraying the streets with like disinfectant clouds. Mm-hmm. Like they're walking around like Ghostbusters, spraying yeah. people. Yeah. Like, yeah. what if all that was fake, and it was the world's way of fucking the United States, dude? It was the soccer player falling down after he kind of got tripped. I don't think it was anybody like, I don't think it's this mass thing. I think what we're seeing here is our just like our sheer lack of emotional intelligence. And then it's just like one person was like, oh my God. Next person was like, you're right. And then it just got, and then, I mean, and then Tom, what happened? Tom Cotton guy is it, like to blame for everything. It, it steamrolled into a huge thing. And now, and somebody took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. That's what I think. I think yeah. it's, it, it was something that is a serious thing that people just really exploited really because like, that's what people do. Right. Yeah. Right. I think we got exp- but I think we got exploited you by let, other countries. You left your chin open. So when you say that, are you saying that they just all at the same time had this independent thought of like, yo, let's fuck them or you're saying people got together and like, yo, we need to create I, this and sort is of And the timing coincidence or is it I mean the timing couldn't be any no. better. I think no, it's no, a lot no, of people no, taking no, advantage. I mean, do, do you think I mean honestly do you think that Trump was getting so good at, at making America the best country in the world again? China's like, whoa, 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 that's our spot. Well, what had happened with the, the, <laughs> right, honestly, the trade the, uh, the, the, honestly right China before, yeah. if you're a leader of China, you, you manage what half the world's population or close to it. And you want to be the best fucking country in the world. And you want to be the best dynasty ever to go down in the world. Because that's what you do when you're a fucking dictator yeah. or communist leader of China. Right? You're a fucking family dynasty and you got generations of family behind you. Yeah. And you want to get, you want to be Alexander the Great. They plan, China plans for like way in the future. Right. It ain't tomorrow. I don't put, anything, I don't put anything past them. Nothing would actually it's, surprise it's, me, it's, it's, to be it's honest. It's just a thought that people, I don't think, are talking about yet. Yeah. But what if they just said, you know what? We control... Our cat six and what comes out of our country? It's the debt. The Ooh. debt is what the it's like the Arab like. So there's there's one thing I will say that's very aggressive. If you support China now, it's like supporting Hitler and Nazi Germany in World War Two. Or like it's Russia the exact same thing of the uh, the Muslim. Well, Uyghurs it's not only whatever they're called. Well, they're, they're, they're fucking exterminating. Oh, yeah, that's we, crazy. we saw that back in February because oh, yeah, I should have coronavirus, coronavirus got into one of those prisons. Yeah. And they said they just locked them down. They just yeah. wouldn't let well, them feed them. Leave well, them, they were they, they had this. There's one video that I'm thinking of. They literally were like pushing these people to their knees, shaving their heads. They were all in the same like gray outfit. Mm. And then when they were putting them back mass like sterilization. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Fucking nuts. Yeah. And nobody in, knows in, about the, in the world. That's like, crazy. Mm. We're okay. We'll yeah. just, I tell just everybody about that. I've been saying. Did you, did I've you been see like then in a British news show the um he was a, an ambassador to China in uh in Britain somewhere, and he um, what Taiwan? He's what? Well, they brought up Taiwan. No, and he no, they brought up the showed this video on the show, and they're like, yeah, look at this. What is this? You wouldn't. And the it. ambassador, yeah, he was like, I don't see anything. 
I don't see what you're talking about. It's a beautiful country. Have you ever been to this area of China? It's so beautiful. I don't see any. Yeah. If you want to see some funny, crazy, do weird. like similar, similar search, but like, like, um, it's like Chinese politicians being asked about Taiwan. Right. right. And they're just they like, they'll hang it. up the phone. Yeah. They, yeah. Right. They, or they'll, they'll be like, they'll just know, like, man, I, or, or, be, or like Hong Kong. They'll be like, right. uh, yeah, <laughs> China is a great country. And they'll be like, yeah, right. but what about Hong Kong? They'll be like, oh, yeah, China's great. Right. We're doing great. Exactly. Everything's great. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. How about that? They, they signed an agreement in the 80s or the, or the yeah. whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can be free for 50 years. 94. Right. 94. You can be free for 50 92. years. So that takes them to 2044 or whatever. Right. And they're like halfway through, like, eh, fuck it. We'll Never just mind. take it back. Well, it Never went mind. from, and, and well, what happened was it was Great right. Britain had control of it. And then they really, and then Great Britain gave it up to Hong Kong. And Hong Kong was supposed to have their own independent power. And then China was like, for 50 years. Yeah. We're right here. We got all these guns over here. <laughs> That's what we're I'm thinking. Saying. We're going to come think, over for lunch. I think that and, we're going to just, we're going to be here now. The United States and China have already removed diplomats mm. from very strategic parts of each country. Yeah. Right. The guys out of Houston are gone. The guys out of like right. different well, parts. Houston one was. Yeah. But uh, it's like that cold war whatever you want to co- call it that's what i was just gonna ask it's you gonna next, do you think we're in a cold war i right think now? i think that the tensions will heat up with china and that yeah. there'll be some breaking point i don't think yeah i think country, we've been in a war for a while i don't I think, think it's the country i think war. if the countries go to war it'll be different we won't realize it mm-hmm. and we already might be there like yeah. the what they Dude, we're kind of already there you got contractors fighting in crimea yeah, you got like you got to like it's. There's a lot of shit going on that's yeah. like bullets before. They, everyone's just kind of like procrastinating dealing with it. They're like, right. you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's focus on all Russia took Crimea. That's right okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> but like that brings it back full circle, though. You don't know what the last fucking president did. You don't know what our president did. You don't know what happened in World War Two. So you don't have the ability. Like huge yeah. history nerd. Like I just love, I love, I love calling the shit out and be like, dude, Japan did this to Manchuria, like back in <laughs> fucking thirty nine. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. Right. I'm like, you guys should check out World War history, Two in color on Netflix. They that say is. history repeats itself every eighty years, so that yeah. would put us in 1940 right now. Yeah, dude, I'm telling and you, there's uh, you so, know what? there's so much that happened. tracks. I know. Unfortunately, that's wild. It's there's so much like that are hap- like so in the beginning. Japan moved into Manchuria because well what happened was Japan was like a nothing island. Mm-hmm. They got it together. They got on the world stage and they would come to like the white man's events. But like they were accepted to these things but everybody would always be like oh well the Japs were sitting over a table too. <laughs> and they were pissed about that so one of these like huge you know expose things they went back with a huge chip on their shoulder and a couple of weeks later they fucking rolled into Manchuria and we're like you know what we need more resources because all you countries have all the resources, and everybody's like, "Hmm, well, we're gonna, we're not gonna do anything about this." That's yeah, fine. Let them have Maturia, and then they just started going south, hmm. and they're like, "We're gonna roll down the whole coast of China," <laughs> and then you know what? We're gonna come over to Pearl Harbor and fuck you guys up too, because mm-hmm. you pissed us off, and it was all because we didn't like respect them. And give them anything, so they took on this like imperialistic mod. Like Japan did a, gr- a a ton of work because they had like they had the samurai, they had all these like very very conservative cultural like backgrounds, and they they modernized. Like you had Japanese women wearing dresses, like all of these yeah. like changes in their cities, and then they weren't recognized by us. Hmm. So like they modernized, and then they were like modernization isn't working, and the imperialist generals were just like. 
I think we got a solution it's, here. It's amazing that a couple things could have gone horribly wrong in World War II. Mm-hmm. And I think a few things did. And, and then, mm-hmm. th- th- of course. But I'm saying, like, if, if, if Japan would have <laughs> Too taken... Too soon? No, <laughs> if, if Japan would have taken control of Hawaii, which they easily could have, but they followed it up with, like, an invasion, they had it. Once they had Hawaii, it would have been awfully hard for the United States to, to fight that back. Honestly, Number I don't two, know why you would take Hawaii, though. It would. It was the. It's the. It's a port. It's. It's a port that's thousands of miles away from their mainland, mm-hmm. where they have enough resources to protect and defend themselves, and they can launch attacks to the United States from there, right? So like, it was a major like deal, and that's why. Position. And that's why we had it. Like it was. Ma- they had that. They and had Guam. The, and that's why we had to go after Midway, right? We needed that same base closer to them to launch attacks into Japan. Mm-hmm. Midway was it. The second thing is, if Hitler just would have fought one front at a time, mm. we'd be all German by now. Right, mm-hmm. if you would have just said, you know what, I'm going to finish off the Russians. He didn't do just two. He did at a time. three. He, he did three. He did Italy. Yeah. I mean, Africa. he went south, west, he and oil. East. Once he got the oil, he like, was already north when he started. So, <laughs> is this all? Netflix? Or else he would have went north. <laughs> no, this is reading. Uh, it's just it's all yeah. reading. I mean, I should watch that Netflix. Oh uh, no, there's it's good. so Netflix. I've watched. Um, there's at least two or three World War Two in colors, like, and yeah. they do a pretty pretty. Um, good job. The one thing that they didn't do a good job on, in my opinion, was like when we started um, bombing Germany, they didn't necessarily cover that as like as how deep. we ravaged them. Yeah, we fucking annihilated them. But yeah. the Germans also did a great job in the sense that like they would over exaggerate how many people we were killing with mm-hmm. the bombs. So like they would like our thinking was like we'll just bomb this stuff and just total annihilation. And then they were like, actually, you killed this many million. So they were like lighting people up and we weren't actually killing. So like there was this huge, huge thing going on. And like information war, the number one thing that like nobody wants to circle back on right now to like tie it to China and and Nazi Germany is that we didn't discover the concentration camps when we happened to go on a hike and like liberate a few concentration camps. Like there's proof that the United States as well as Great Britain knew about the concentration camps in Germany, like in the early thirties, mm. like 36. Oh, I think. Wow. So like, like they had that. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. They had like Intel. They like, right. gra- like they're, ca- they're executing these people, but like, you know what? It's not worth our time to like lose all these people for these people. Mm. That decision was fucking made. Yeah. And now we have that same thing happen over in China where it's just like people being, You're you know, sterilized or executed, out, yeah. but we're not willing to do anything yet about it because it's not convenient to us. Whether, so, like, we can fucking hack each other up over everything that's going in social injustice here, mm-hmm. but, like, we're not willing to acknowledge that thing over there. And then, like, all these people have all these social arguments, and I'm like, okay, if you could go back to 19... And I, like, have I've used this three or four times strategically to just, like, obliterate an argument. And I'm like, if you could go back to, like, 1938, 1939, and put a stop to this many millions of Jews and people that were killed, would you do it? And the answer is always yes, obviously. Course, and I'm yeah. like, okay, so what are you doing right now? Yeah, history yeah. always repeats itself. And right. it's like you have, you oh, you support NBA? And you think all this is great? Okay, let me explain something to you. If you could go back to World War II and, and, and stop all that before you could, would you? Yes. Okay. So if you could go back to that time, would you endorse someone back then that was okay with taking money from Nazi Germany mm. for their business over here in the United States, knowing that they were killing Jews? Yeah. Okay. So LeBron's an okay guy. Huh. 
Argument's over. I mean, we can mic drop and end the podcast right there. But if you support LeBron James, you like your mind as well, and like, and that's aggressive. And I might be like drawing conclusions like abruptly, but like ultimately, if you got to like the the squares and circles of the, the situation, is like you have you have people in our country that are accepting money from a country that's executing people. Yeah, that are arguing that we have a problem in our own country, and you want to listen to these fucks. Yeah, there you go. Like, that's what it is. Like, say it. Right. I mean, the issue is you never really can connect the dots until you look back. Right. So, but right now you're looking forward and you're seeing the correlation. You're like, the correlation's there. So this happened then and it produced this. This is also happening now. Yeah. Social media. It could produce this. Social media might actually change the world for better. Yeah. Because we never would have found out about this. Dude, we would have never had this podcast. We would have never had these great gentlemen on here and had this. For sure. Ridiculous pre- conversation across the board. <laughs> I don't even know what we happened here. A bunch of different. Quarters. We definitely have a part one real estate, and then a part two. <laughs> whatever right. we just. Anyone did. have the right. time? My phone died way long ago. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah. All right, we uh, we're heading to Charleston at like seven a.m. Yeah, dude, you guys need to get out. Yeah, I mean, social media. I found these dudes. Social media. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Francis. Yeah, shout out to Francis. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Ron Fish. Yeah, shout out to Ron Fish. You guys know Ron? The, the electrician. Fucking the yeah. best. Yeah. yeah. He is. Killing it. Where can people find you guys? Social media. Where do you want people to find you? Axe Philly. Yeah. That's it. He deleted his. Yeah. I don't have my Instagram right now, but you know. Instagram. Kind of off it. Took the whole month of August off. It was actually the best thing I ever did. Did no social media or like, you know, any of the dating apps or any of that shit. <laughs> That's a whole nother ball game there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. I did none of that, but it was like, it was, dude, it was an amazing mental cleanse. So, Axe Philly. Yeah. All right, last question though. I'm awful at social media, especially throughout the day, like mm. documenting the construction because that's yeah. kind of my role. And you're you're always on it. I notice, which is yeah. I go I go hot and cold, but I am on there. I try to be. So what's the what's the secret? You just like click film more and just engage like while you're doing your real-time thing uh the secret is um so i i I, I, I i've i'm opinionated i have a lot to say yeah um i also don't necessarily always want to say it um so when john and i connected like we kind of like i i had a rhythm on the social media yeah and then john was just like this this is okay to do because like i was like kind of put my toe out there yeah and then getting feedback and being like oh wait that was somebody actually liked that. And then John was like, dude, you be authentic. And then we realized that like the more authentic and then this even ties into the podcast, like the more authentic and the more like real and like the actual us we can show. Yeah. That was our fucking competitive edge because there's so many fucking frauds out there and fake, just fake people. There are so many, there are more than not that if we are just so authentic, that like, we'll just, like you won't be able to, you, you won't be able to out. fight yeah, with us. Love that advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's also one of those things where the more authentic you are, you don't, you're not afraid to say what you say because if you say it, you meant it. Yeah. You could be wrong. It's right. okay yeah. to be wrong. Right. And people have to accept you for your flaws. So yeah. we may say something on this podcast or say something on social media that's like, fuck, probably shouldn't have said that and that was wrong, but I said it. Mm-hmm. I can make mistakes and you, you just move on. And you, you, move just, on. you just right. own it and you move on. It's like, right. look, I, I didn't mean to Take say that. One of the most. The, one of the greatest compliments that I've been like searching for for a, at least my cognizant amount of time was like the other day one of my wife's friends said I like I was very opinionated and like my aggressive nature 
but like it was cool that I could admit when I was wrong. Yeah. Mm. Right. So I was like, damn, like that's it. Right. That was it. Cause like before I was just opinionated and aggressive. And when I was wrong, I would just like avoid it. And then it took years of just like being like, okay, you can't do that. Right. It's just counterproductive. So that's the social media, like in and of a nut- nutshell, cool. it's just like me just like sharing my opinions, me sharing just like a little bit of my, uh, like a little bit of my personal life, not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, showing the day to day, um, lifting people up. Like I love, I love shouting people out. Like I love just like people's businesses that I love or like I think they're doing their great job yeah. or really getting after it. Like I've, I love like supporting them. So that's my social media. Um, I do a lot of day to day and a lot of like business talk and, and discussing like how we're doing on the projects and all that. And I try it's to say. It's good because like people don't understand how a house gets built and his is like way great for that. Yeah. yeah. No, and, but, I, and, then, and then I have my personal on. page, which yeah. is like I Him do fishing. whatever I do. Yeah, right, whatever yeah, I do yeah. on my personal page, I keep that pretty private. Right. Um, Andrew definitely mixes a lot more personal business, but that's who he is. He's l- much more authentic. You guys that share way, so. the same like Instagram you're talking no, about? No, I have to... I have Audax Homes, and he has Revival. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Is it two companies collide? It was. Yeah. yeah we we were it separated, was. and then we we courted each other. We're like, nice. I've never met anyone that worked harder than me, and he outworks the fuck out of me. So like, I, I had nice. to hold myself to a higher standard. Yeah. Love um. It. Which is good. good. It like pushes me hard, and uh, we came together. The you know, John makes me a nicer a person. Bit, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But it's good. It, it, it's definitely it a, like a good, good, good partnership. Good, good like partnership. we what? say, I can see the complimentary nature of the partnership. Oh yeah, we have a great time. Yeah. I won't. Sh- I won't hide it from anyone. I have a great time at work. Yeah, we work As is fun. It's every stressful, day, every day but every, we yeah. have a great time. We have great dudes working with us. Like, like dudes right. like Ron Fish are starting to come in. So like we, like it, we we're having a great time in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh. It, there's a lot there's a lot of difficulties and challenges in the world but honestly like i don't know like i was thinking about this like really really early this morning like is it just me or like is everything still okay for me is it because i'm fortunate and i've like yeah. done this or is it just because like like it's just like i have no choice other than to put the next foot yeah, forward and just right be, be a good about it and like yeah. be around people I think and a just, lot of it is your perspective yeah. right just always trying to take where you're at whether it's good or bad and make it better perception is reality yeah. for sure if I ever get a tattoo, that's going to be it. Perception is reality, dude. Yeah. We'll leave it on that. <laughs> Love it. So you guys can get to <laughs> hit Char- the road. Keep the, Charleston. Keep, keep the axe, axe do laundry Philly and pack. So. <laughs> Spoken like a true Andrew. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming out. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Wow, so that was our longest episode. And if you stuck it out all the way through, I'm sure you learned something or hopefully enjoyed it. If you did listen all the way through, I salute you. And if that is the case, please um, share us with a friend, share us with your mom. I don't know, share us with somebody, but we hope you enjoy the show. We keep doing it um, selfishly for us to meet people, but ultimately to put a great show together and we hope you enjoyed it. So thanks for listening.